Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix. It's a Friday, and we're live out at the Roop Up, 281 in Redland Road. No better place to be. This is the greatest place to be on a Friday. Get your weekend kicked off right. Come on in here at the Roop Up, have something to drink, some great food. I've already had lunch out here today, and it's delicious as always. Well, you got you got lunch, and a lot of people in here having lunch, uh-huh. some cold drinks, and quite honestly little bit of a show that you don't expect um you know you know especially if you follow the roof pub on on the socials you know the uh the bartenders take photos you know i'm working happy hour come see me the 30 minute photo shoot that we just saw there as uh as the ladies were taking their photos the guys at the bar should have to pay extra for that or (laughs) or somebody hold the camera for them absolutely they should have to but, you know, it's just kind of luck of the draw, I guess, right? I mean, you just happen to be sitting in the in the perfect spot. And um, so, you know, hey, it's their lucky Friday. Maybe it's their lucky weekend. A, a lot more goes into their photo shoots than, like, say, you and I are somewhere we take a picture. We, we take the picture and we go. Oh, you mean they uh, they plan for this? Well, I mean, the, the various poses, then they look at the picture, then they say, okay, well, let's do it again, and then they take the picture again, and then they, they do that, and then there's this pose, and there's that pose. There's a lot that goes into it. In fact, they're still taking pictures up there, I think. They, well, they just got ready for more. You know, those girls ought to charge for pictures. Because they make everybody else look that much better. Well, well I, I mean, uh, there's that. Yes. But the uh, photo shoot behind the bar is, <laughs> is quite entertaining. You can see the end result on the Rupup's Instagram yeah. here in a bit. <laughs> yeah, look at Maybe. that. They're, they're going into pose mode right now. Well, they've been, it, it turned out okay, it looked like. Yeah, they've know. been taking pictures yeah. for about 30 minutes. Eventually, their <laughs> shift is going to be over before they post. <laughs> They'll get it posted, I guarantee you. No, it looks good. I can't wait to see that. It look it look good, ladies. Yeah, look good. Yeah, that's a keeper. <laughs> that was a keeper. I think that's nice. Man. I, that I, I, cool. I, 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 thanks, Nick, for turning it up loud enough for <laughs> them to hear it next door at the Angry Elephant, and even <laughs> all the way down at, at the Big Blind. No kidding, right? No, absolutely. Are you going to join us on the YouTube channel? Well, I was on there, and my uh, internet okay. went out, so yeah. I got to get back on there. All right, there you go. Um, yeah, just kind of. I guess I had a little glitch there for a minute. Well, it, it happens. And it, I went it, back on there, and I don't blame you. But who the hell wants to look uh, at just you? Uh, well, I, I mean, and, and I'm afraid the smile too big. See, I. I was at the dentist earlier at Smile Structure because uh, right before we left for the Super Bowl, I broke a tooth. Yeah. Had to get a crown. And I went today to get the crown put in, which I was expecting, right? 
Well, my Invisalign trays came in, I guess, yesterday. So I have my Invisalign trays. I'm starting that process, which I didn't expect them to be in yet. So I, I was not anticipating the Invisalign process starting today. I, I thought we were, I, I don't know, we... I guess it is mid-February, right? Um, it is already, when, yeah. When you go in and you start the Invisalign process, they scan your teeth and they do all these different kind of things. And the, and then the Invisalign types have to make your trays and, and they send them. I wasn't expecting to start Invisalign today, but I am. Well, you you got to start sometime. And, I, you know, I'm really surprised at that because when I was offered Invisalign years ago, I said, well, no, I can't do that because you got to wear them. You know, a long time, right? The only time you take them out is when you're eating, I think, right? When you're eating, although I was talking to them, like like for me, I talk for a living. If I felt like exactly. I wouldn't be able to talk with these trays in, would I be able to take them out? And they well, were you like, can't talk anyway, well, so see, it's all right. it. So it, it, nobody is going to notice exactly. a difference, right? <laughs> but but if, you, if I wasn't wearing them as much as I should, you just extend it out. Instead of a different tray, a new tray every week, I would extend that out a little bit. But the idea that, all right, these aren't bad, I'm, I'm doing okay, it doesn't hurt, because, you know, I mean, is it going to hurt, uh, you know, because your teeth are moving in there, that, that whole process. Uh, right now it feels fine. I've had them on since about 11 o'clock this morning. It's doing okay. So you, you, you just kind of go with it. But in five months I should have straight teeth. Straight teeth in or, five months. Or straighter teeth. <laughs> Well, good for you, man. I hope it works out all right. Me too. I mean, after a while, you might even forget that they're in there, right? You just kind of get used to them, and, and you'll be okay. You know, I hate to say, but it's been three hours, and you're already kind of at that at that point. Now, now I've got to ask you a question, all right. because as long as I've known you, you dip snuff. I dip, and I can dip with this. No way. Absolutely. Now, how the hell can you do that? Uh, same. Isn't it going to make it all, like, gross and brown and stuff? No. It won't? No. Do you have to take those out and clean them or what? Well, of course you do. Well, like, 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 like well, what do you think I am? Jason Kelsey, I'm just going to pick a mask up off the floor and put it on my head? Well, I, mean, I, I, I mean, even Travis was like, you didn't rinse that thing off? No. I mean, you know, if I go and I eat, obviously, if I take them out, they give you this fancy little little case to keep them in while you're eating. And before I put them back in, I would rinse them off and, and wash my mouth out or brush my teeth like I would any other time. Right, right. I mean, there, there's no difference there. It's, it's, you think I'm not going to clean these things? They're going to be in there for a, a week at a time and not clean them? You're insane. Well, I was just kind of hoping I, I mean, that maybe dude, your that, dentist would do you a favor. Uh, what, what do you mean, my dentist? I mean, I agreed to do this because, yeah, can I dip with, with these things? Because otherwise it'd be a no-go. Yeah, you would have said no. You'd, you'd rather have crooked teeth and still be able to dip. Yeah. I mean, you realize the, the power of that. That's one of the reasons I love Dr. Smith over there. He doesn't lecture you about tobacco. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, th- th- this this is a badass dude who was an Army Ranger, right? And and now he's a dentist. Um, guys are guys, you know. Yeah. As long as you're taking care of your teeth, we all have our habits, our bad habits at that. We do. You, you, you just roll with it. All right. Well, I'm just checking. Just wanted to make sure. I thought maybe we had an epiphany or an announcement to make that Menix was going snuff-free for about five months. Dude, if that were to happen, you might die. <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly, years ago, and I can tell you, my daughter is, uh, she'll be 26 in August. So about, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, um, I decided, you know, all right, I'm going to quit dipping. Yeah. 
and I was doing a morning show at the time up at KNBT in New Braunfels, and, you know, Joanna's pregnant. And after about two weeks, my co-host then, Jody Lisk, she brought me a can of skull, and she said, you need to start dipping. <laughs> and, and I guess before she did that, she called Joanna, and Joanna was like, well, I can't do anything about being pregnant, but between Jason being grumpy because he's not dipping and I'm pregnant, we're about to kill each other. Yeah. So, yeah, you start dipping again. That was the one time I tried to quit. I mean, it's hard. It's a, it's a tough habit to break. I, it, I've had other people say it's harder to quit dipping than it is crack cocaine. I mean, I mean it's, it's just one of those addictions. So, yeah, I'd rather have crooked teeth and dip than the other way around. Well, I'm just curious now that you brought that up. So do these people know? I mean, your friends of yours, crack cocaine and dipping, have they done both? Um, well, I mean, it's research. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's doctors research. that tell you that. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Uh, I'm just curious because usually you know that by experience. Yeah, I don't know by experience. I'm just saying, you know, it's it, it, it's it, it's it's a bad habit that I can't kick and I have no desire to kick. Well, and it, if I tried to kick it, um, you would uh, you would probably not be happy with me dude we all have a lot of bad habits mine is uh that's about i don't know 100 feet to the left of me the big blind is right there uh-huh and uh i really want to go play some poker that's not a bad habit well it can be no gambling in general i i, I mean <laughs> as long as you're gambling within your means well that's true and it is a lot of fun and i can't wait to get down there because i cannot be that, that this close uh to the big blind and not go over there and and uh, and play some poker so you'll be over there about 6 30 about well probably about 605 oh well 605 yeah i mean i figure you might stay around here and have a beer with somebody that's going to be here and then then you then you get over there well they can follow me over there can't they i'll be well, happy they, to have i mean a beer they could over there. they i mean you know they they have beer over there too they do and they got great food over there yeah, they do they have all of that stuff so this it's just kind of a great complex now, right? You got the angry elephant, you got the root pub, and now you got the big blind. I mean, really, they should change the name of whatever this shopping center is called and call it the 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 Ingram Plaza. The, you know, <laughs> the Ingram Plaza, the Chip Center. I tell they, you they, what, they could do all kinds of things. <laughs> the Chip Center. We'll put that on a on a on a sign out there. I tell you what, though, um, and I can't disclose any of it. But Chip was telling us about some really cool stuff. Yes. It's coming to the big blind. Yes. And I cannot wait until I can tell all of y'all about it. Absolutely. But you think about the big blind, what it is now, you know, is they got these various promotions as they are getting off the ground in the big grand opening coming up officially in a couple months. But it's open now. And, you know, you could be like Joe. I mean, you know, your, your wife isn't going to want to do anything tonight. So you're going to be at the big blind. the blitz here on 94.1 san antonio sports star he's joe ryan eagle i'm jason Minnix. live on this friday afternoon out at the rube hub 281 and redland road come hang out with us have lunch enjoy happy hour and get ready for the wemby show tonight as part of the rising stars challenge and i tell you what i and i said this a couple weeks ago and some of you guys said nah he didn't earn it wemby should be in the all-star game you look at his numbers, and if he were on a better team, he would be an all-star. But with everything that the NBA has him front and center for this weekend, 
Why isn't he a part of the main attraction on Sunday night? Well, that's interesting. I just saw a video of him and uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, doing some kind of AI unveiling. I guess that the NBA is going to try and and do, but he's everywhere. I mean, every video I've seen of uh, Rising Stars practice, it's Wimby. Uh, That's all they're showing. Um, Obviously, they're happy to have him there, but I'm kind of with you at this point, Tom. Why not just put him in the big show? Uh, It it just doesn't seem to make any sense. When And I saw Larry Ramirez from KSAT 12 when he landed in Indianapolis for the KSAT 12 coverage this weekend. Down by baggage claim, coming down one of the escalators, a wrap of Wemby's face and his arm stretching up the entire escalator is kind of what it looks like. And he's greeting everybody at the airport. Not bad for a guy that's not officially an all-star. Yeah, no kidding. You would think he was like the premier all-star of everybody with the way that was in the airport there. that was That's nuts. I, I mean, you know, if it would have been, you know, pick one of the stars, one of the guys actually in the game, not the ancillary events, but the actual all-star game. He's not even a, technically an all-star, yet he's getting the all-star treatment at a variety of events. And, of course, he does have the Rising Stars Challenge tonight, but doing various things with the league in Indianapolis. They've got him on full display. Uh, and Maybe it's good that he's not playing Sunday night because with all the events that he's doing, uh, maybe he doesn't have the energy. I just think it's stupid that he's not an all-star, yet he's getting the biggest superstar treatment, it appears, this weekend in Indianapolis. Yeah, there's no question about it. He's going to play tonight. He's going to participate tomorrow night in the skills challenge as well. Um, so he's going to be around for the weekend, and I'd, I'd be shocked if he didn't stick around and have a front row seat for what's going to happen on Sunday afternoon. But, um, he, he, look, they're going to show him off. He's the biggest star right now, uh, arguably, in the NBA. I know you've got your veterans in LeBron and, and, and those guys, but they are showcasing Victor Wimbanyama uh, in Indianapolis right now. And Adam Silver wanted him front and center, and he got him. And one of the things that – in one of the many media availabilities that Wemby has had, he did talk about his experiences already at All-Star Weekend. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I mean, the schedule's been full, you know, but it's uh, also where I, what I'm here for, and it's a lot of fun experiences, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to play that game. I mean, two games, hopefully, and, uh, yeah, I mean, next year, hopefully, the big game. Yeah, hopefully. And and why wouldn't he? I mean, I think he's a lock. If, if all things stay okay, I think he's a lock to play in that game. Uh, he's got to play against Jeremy Sohan tonight. They've got to go against each other. Good. So uh, we'll see. You know, Sohan's the next Bruce Bowen, apparently, and a more athletic one. Uh, maybe he'll guard Wimby. What do you think? You know, well, I, I mean, m- maybe. I, <laughs> I, I mean, just seeing all the different things that he's doing, in fact – you know, right now on one of the TVs here at the Roo Pub, it says coming up Wemby time, and he's on a basketball court. I'm not sure if this is live or not uh, at uh, the Rising Stars Challenge. It's, 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 he's warming up for something, wearing a rising uh, jersey. And so far, so much coverage. It's all Wemby all the time as if we're back on draft day, you know, with all the different things that he was doing then. And, again, I know he wanted, because he talked about it, to be an all-star this year. And I know – it's been a while. Was it Blake Griffin was the last rookie to make the All Star game? Uh, LeBron didn't make the All Star game as a rookie. But when I look at the numbers that Wemby has put up, 
he's, he's earned his trip. Uh, he should be a part of that a lot more than just this rising stars thing and, and, you know, the rising stars practice that is live on NBA TV. And he knows what the expectations are for him on an individual basis, on a team basis, but individually. And that is something that he is not running from. Expectations, it depends from who, you know, uh, from my, my, my coaches and my teammates, the rise of expectation has been going on all, all season, and it's, you know, it, it's no reason that it, that it changes. Um, and uh, so, it's something I hope will continue as well. You know, with the with the years coming, because I don't want to, you know, we, we want to be in the playoffs soon, and then we want to win. You know, so um, it's something anyone has to manage in their in their career. Well, unfortunately for you, Mr. Wimbanyama, you won't be in the playoffs this year or anywhere close to the playoffs. So hopefully next year you'll get a little help and they'll revamp this team the way they should. And uh, th- then all of a sudden the Spurs will be a, uh, at least a, a pretender, if nothing else, play in something uh, to get you a little more exposure. Because, look, you know as well as I do, Jason, the, the, the NBA would love nothing more than to have the Spurs with Wimbanyama back uh, amongst the playoff elite, and uh, hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. Well, and we know what Pop has said in recent weeks. Wemby at All-Star Weekend talked about the Spurs rebuilding process, and it certainly sounds like he's in lockstep with this head coach. And, uh, yeah, about, you know, yeah, not skipping steps. You know, I've been told never to skip steps my, my whole life, but didn't stop me from running up the stairs and uh it's uh but so yeah of course it's uh it's uh something uh i want to be a part of you know in the future you know because uh, for now i'm just a student of uh of uh, this league you know i, I don't really know how everything works but uh, of course it's something i want to be involved highly involved in in the future yeah yeah in the whole rebuild but you know it- I, I would love to have Wimby here, and I know he's too young to drink, but I'd sit him down and say, hey, now what do you really think of this year? Is that is that just for the public? Are you just saying that? Do you believe that? Uh, have they convinced you of it? Or would you like to see this team go out and put some guys around you uh, that, can, that can make this team a championship contender uh, within the next couple of years? Because I think that's what fans want, and I quite frankly think that's what Wimby wants as well. Well, I agree, but I do think they, they all – there is a plan that the Spurs and Wemby's team have worked out and the idea of what they're going to need. We've seen Wemby getting better as an NBA player as the season has gone on. I would imagine Pop and RC and Brian Wright and those on Wemby's team are looking at what he really is as an NBA player. And I'll go back to something that Kevin Harlan from TNT told us on Radio Row. This year, just let them go out there, which is kind of one th- something similar to what we've talked about. What was the? Are they going to try to immediately restart or see what he needs as an NBA player and then go get it? The idea of we're just going to draft and draft and draft, and I don't think Wemby, as calm and cool and well-spoken as he is, is patient as he comes across in some of these interviews. Like this year, okay. This is a lost year as far as winning goes, but it's been a big year as far as development goes for him, and we've seen that. But I don't know that he's going to be okay with another year next year that's been anything like this. 
he does want to win. He talks about it. He wants the, the, the individual success that comes with it because he talks about Rook of the Year, MVP, all that kind of stuff. But he wants to win. He wants championships. That's what that kid is about. He talked about that on draft night uh, when, it, when he was in, uh, in New York. He talked about it on lottery night when he was over in France. It's not about winning a title. It was plural. He wants to win championships. And you don't do that winning 11 wins by all-star break. Yeah, it's 11 wins. Somebody reminded me I shortchanged the Spurs, and I hate to do that. I said 10 yesterday. Well, it was um, 10 for so long, well, you get used to it. Look, of course Wimby wants to win. That's all he's done his entire life is, is, is win. And and that's why I have to believe that, I, you know, I didn't get too upset of the fact that the Spurs didn't do anything by the trade deadline. I was okay with that. What I'm going to be upset with and what I want to watch clearly is in the offseason. What are they going to do and how are they going to build this team? And I don't want to hear this, well, we're developing, we got these young guys, and, and we're just going to say, no, I don't want to see that. I want some drastic moves, some players brought in. They're going to have another high draft pick wherever that falls. They'll be in the lottery again for sure. Who knows? Maybe they get another number one pick. I don't know, but still, I want to see them add some things to this team where they at least have a chance to compete next year, where they're not losing uh, more games than, than you can think of. They've, they've got to do something. That's when I'm going to get upset. The All-Star break, the trade deadline, I'm okay with it. They didn't do anything fine. This season's a waste anyway. Let's see what they do in the offseason. That's where the tale is going to be told. When you look at what the Spurs could do this offseason i'm with you like i my expectations were much greater this year partly because pop said in at training camp this year was about winning partly because i thought this was a better team last year than the 22 wins because they were trying to lose i thought they were 10 games better 10 wins better a year ago it's the same damn team, and you added a generational talent like Wemby, they should be better. I don't know that they get to 20 wins this year. I don't know that they match their win total from uh, from a year ago, and they should be better. That is what's so frustrating. And I am a very, very frustrated, angry Spurs fan. At some point, and it's probably about now, when you realize there's no hope, no soap, end of the rope, this season is gone, that you start looking ahead to next year. Next year it should be better. Playoffs, I'm not talking about a, a, a top four seed or a one seed or any of that, but, I mean, playoffs should be the expectation next year. And when you're already hearing, you know, trade rumors like a Trey Young coming and a Trey Young that wants to come to San Antonio, as a Spurs fan... That's what is exciting me right now as I think about the future, is you are hearing stories about star players like a Trey Young that want to come to San Antonio to play with Wemby. And seeing Wemby's interactions yesterday and what we've seen on television, and you guys have seen probably the same stuff, maybe more, maybe less, uh, but in Indianapolis, the superstars that want to be around Wemby it's pretty incredible that he is that kind of magnet. He will bring talent to San Antonio that, quite frankly, even a Tim Duncan didn't bring. The idea of players playing with Wemby seems to excite a lot of star-caliber players. Well, the only thing I will disagree with there is that guys were clamoring to come play with Tim Duncan. 
Um, and and the only thing that I could say, I mean, if if you're talking about, I don't know what, a LeBron James, a, a Giannis Antetokounmpo, well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what else it could be. But the fact of the matter is, guys wanted to come here and play with Tim Duncan because they knew that he was a guy, and and to play with Greg Popovich that would get them to a championship. And all this crap that everybody talks about, wow, big players, they don't want to come to San Antonio because, well, there's nothing to do there. BS. If you win a championship, because believe it or not, that does matter to people still. Winning championships, it matters. It doesn't matter about that, where they're going to party on a Friday night after a game. It, it doesn't. They want to win championships. It's what they work for their entire life. So you have a chance to team up with a Tim Duncan or team up with a Victor Wimbanyama, then, yes, you come to San Antonio and you play ball here and you and you wear rings. And that's what happens, and that's why the Spurs have got to do that. This building through the draft craft, this Oklahoma City stuff, is, is for the birds. They're to the top. It's taken them a long time. Chet Holmgren doesn't hold a, a candle to Victor Wimbanyama, all right? It doesn't. The Spurs can build around this guy and be successful sooner rather than later. Well, and the question is, how do they build? Because I know they've got the draft assets, and so, yeah, some will be through the draft. Some can be through trades and free agents. And you look at, at Chet Holmgren and the candle that he holds to Wemby, it is interesting that there is a debate between those two on Rookie of the Year. We'll dive into that next here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Let's get wild. It is the Blitz here on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jay Semenix. Live out at the Roof Hub, 281 and Redland Road. Come spend part of your Friday with us here. Hungry? They got plenty of food. Lunch? Early dinner? Both. Midday snack? Absolutely. Do it all. Cold beverages? Late night snack? After you've had a couple of drinks? Absolutely. Get in here uh, to the Rue at 281 and Redland Road. Watching the Rising Stars Challenge practice that is on NBA TV and some video coming out. I don't even know how to describe something that Wemby just did. It was like he was about to go behind his back while dribbling, and the ball is is behind his back, and somehow his arm twists in eight different ways, and he brings it back out in front of him. You know, is is like like he's gonna like the defender would definitely go to the other side, thinking the ball was going over there, and it and it doesn't. I don't even know if that was legal. I don't even know how to describe that. Why well, there is no way to describe it. You just have to see it. E- ESPN has got a. a graphic up right now that i'm looking at on the big screen and they've got wimby in there with some pretty good company david robinson shaquille o'neal and uh, hakeem olajuwon um and all those other guys were either in their late to mid 20s or 30s before they are putting up stats uh the way wimby's doing it right now according to that particular graphic from espn so that just shows you the uh the the future that this young man has and that's why i say and i know he's just 20 years old i get all of that but um you know this year was a waste hopefully he got his feet wet and it wasn't in that regard but as far as uh using this young man's ability and and putting some pieces around him that uh can you imagine with some good players and and Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, no disrespect to those guys, Jeremy Sohan, but you put some quality veterans around this kid, there's no telling what he can do. I, I, it's All-Star Weekend, and, and there's there's got to be debate on something. 
It is February 16th. The NBA does not want to have the Rookie of the Year award or any postseason award decided in February. So there's, there's going to be debate. I know I said a couple of weeks ago maybe Chet's ahead of Wemby and because the team success that Chet Holmgren is having. He is having more of an impact positively on his team than Wemby is when it comes to the um, 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 wins and losses. And, and I think that should carry a lot of weight, your team success. So when you're thinking about these voters, are they voting on overall team success and how much did the way that or the individual success? Because when you look at the numbers between the two, and I know, you know, Chet's getting more minutes, and, you know, I, I just, could you imagine Wemby's numbers if he had the teammates that Chet does passing him the basketball? I do think Wemby wins it. Um especially with some of the games that he has had as of late, some of those wow factor games. But for those that want to argue Chet Holmgren, I can, make, I, I can, I can listen to that argument because his team is in first place. His team is far more successful. And to me, that should matter. You never see the MVP go to a team, uh, to a player on a team that sucks. Right? I mean, <laughs> well, it's going to this year. Well, the MVP, you're right. MVP. Rookie of the year, yes. I mean, so, rookie of the year. But, I mean, if you want to argue Chet Holmgren over Wemby because his team is better, I can listen to that argument. I'm a homer. I want Wemby to win it. But I can, I can listen to that argument if that's where you say, well, first off, his team is in first place and, your, and Wemby's team is in last. All right, cool. Um, outside of that, individually, Wemby is – Head and shoulders, pun intended, above, above Chet Holmgren. Well, it, the, the the difference for me is Chet Holmgren might be the third best player on that team. I mean, well, in, and that's in, fine in because it's not MVP; it's Rookie of the Year. Well, I get it, but it, well, he shouldn't be in that anyway. Quite frankly, as but, far as I'm concerned, I know the rules are the rules, but I mean, guys, this is his second year in the league. He was hurt. That's unfortunate. Uh, you forfeit that. Uh, you're not rookie of the year. You're not a rookie anymore. So I, I don't even think he should be in the running. You look at Vegas odds. Wimby is way ahead. He's the biggest. He's the big favorite. Uh, if you're gambling on this in Vegas, he, he, you'd have to put up a ton of money to win a little bit. If you're if you're betting on Wimby, I don't even think it's close. I don't even think it should be close. The, to me, there's not even a uh, – I mean, it's there. you say head and shoulders. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm thinking seven-foot-two uh, difference. It just is. And, and I, I just don't think there should be any debate. One guy on ESPN that I saw earlier, and that was it because he's uh, – because Holmgren's played more minutes. <laughs> Kevin Bell. Wimby. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. Now, and so by his argument – well, Holmgren's played more minutes. If Wimby played that many minutes, what would his numbers be like? And then it wouldn't even be a concern. So it's ridiculous. They ought to just hand the man the award right now. But they can't. And, and again, Wimby's going to win Rookie of the Year. And I agree with you, Chet shouldn't even be a part of it. But I also look at... If your argument, now the argument that Kevin Pelton has is, well, Chet's played more minutes. All right, I, I, no. But if you wanted to start your argument with he is on a winning team and having more impact to his team's success, 
I, I, I'll listen to that argument. I, I'll have that conversation. I'm still going to disagree with you and go Wemby, but at the same time, the, the reality is if that is your argument, I can, I can go with that because that would be the only argument that, would, that voters could have that could take that award away from Wemby this year, and that award ends up with Chet up there in Oklahoma City, is team success, your impact to, to team success. That, that will matter in MVP. That will matter in defensive player. That will matter in every other individual award except rookie of the year. Should it matter more? Should that be like the number one criteria? Well, you've had a great rookie year. Your team sucks. Uh, next guy. Well, yeah, but I would even make the argument that because your team sucks and you're still putting up the numbers you're putting up makes you even that much better. Because, again, you insert Victor Wimbanyama, that Oklahoma City team, with the players that they have around Chet Holmgren, there's no telling what this young man does. And, And so I would even say it's a better argument for Wimby, the fact that he plays on a team that sucks and he still is putting up the numbers that he's putting up. And the only reason, quite frankly, they've won 11 games is because of him. I mean, let's face it. And and, and that is just just an unbelievable thing to even think about because this team played better as a team last year than they have here. Uh, Does Wemby coming in kind of change the dynamics, the the algorithm, if you will, perhaps? Perhaps it does, and maybe that's some of it. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, you've had an experiment year. You've had a, all right, we'll ease Wemby into the NBA year. That stuff's over. It's time to build around this guy. It's time to put some players around him. And I don't want to hear anything else. I don't want to come in here, well, we're just going to see, you know, and see how they've, no, no. Put some players around this guy and let's see what he really can be. 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. I know Joe just said he doesn't want to hear. I, I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really do. We, we do a sports talk show. It's a bait, uh, debate deal. Um, Nobody's going to debate me, Minix. Um, what I said was 100% true. It's undebatable. Um. <laughs> But we'll see. I, I, I mean, I, because there there is that. I, I mean, what you said, and it's so true yet so un, un, it's ridiculous to even say out loud. This team has eleven wins at the All Star break. The same team essentially as last year, with a player like Wemby who is in line to win Rookie of the Year and could end up being one of the goats. I mean, he's got MVPs in his future. He's got all of this. He is incredible. Yet this team sucks. Last year, they won 22 games. Probably could have won 32 if they would have tried. Now they're at 11, and I don't know. They're trying, and they probably don't get to 20. You put Wemby on Oklahoma City, uh, somebody, you know, that would pass in the ball. You know, you look at a Giddy, you look at an SGA. If he had players like that as his teammates, what would his numbers look like? Uh, I mean, they're already at the top of the standing, so could they get better? I guess a, a wider lead. The, the fact that they have 11 wins with them is almost laughable, and you wonder how many wins, if Wemby wasn't playing, would they have? Would it be more? Could it be less? And, and the answer is we don't know because, you know, it's hard to imagine that even with a player like Wemby, they're worse this year, which makes no damn sense. Like the other night against Dallas, they started off that game great. They played a, a solid 15 minutes in that game. And then Dallas said, 
Yeah, the Spurs came to play today. Let me show the boys how it's done. And then the Dallas Mavericks kicked their ass. That's exactly what happened. It was like, okay, slow start. It's an all-star break coming up. Uh, we're all a little sluggish. That's what happened. And Dallas said, hey, we can't get beat by these guys. And they turned it on. Kyrie and Doncic did what they do. And, and they made it a, a, you know, they made it a laugher at the end. Uh, I just, I, I just, I'm, I have no more patience. I went through the, the tank year. I get it. It worked out. Wimby's here, but I didn't think I was going to have to go through another one. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I can't stand. And you can debate it. That's fine if that's your opinion. I can't stand these people who say, oh, "Well, you got to trust the process." Pop knows what he's doing. Let me just throw this here out. Here we go. Let me just throw this it's out. Friday. At you. Greg Popovich. What is one of his favorite sayings? We can't let players, what is it, uh, think more than I can't, I can't remember exactly well, how it's a put famous it. saying, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying <laughs> the but check said, your ego at the door. That's it, and all of that kind of stuff. Pound could, the rock. Could that be some of what's going on with Wimby this year and why there's a minutes restriction and why there's this and why there's that and why there's not, I don't know, more help, if you will, for Wimbanyama, could that be part of the problem? You know, they have a plan coming in, although I think they probably all expected this team to be better by the addition of Wemby with what we saw last year. You know, and I know a lot of people in it. In it I mean, look, Pop is a Hall of Famer. Pop is, is the guy. Is it still in Pop we trust? You know, I put a video out a couple of weeks ago after hearing Ryan Clark say something about Bill Belichick, greatest of all time, but he is, is he the best for the job right now? And, you know, obviously mixed reaction. There are some that will, you know, no matter what Pop does, they're going to go, whatever Pop says, that, that's great. And others are ready to move on from Greg Popovich. And you can see that in our comments right now on our YouTube channel. If you want to see those comments, go to the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube page. You can read the comments there. You can comment there. Just make sure you subscribe at the same time and uh, hit that thumbs up button. But, but when you look at it, it, it Pop has gone to the point of he has split the fan base. Now, I'm not talking about all the political stuff, just straight basketball, because I know people that agree with him politically that are mad at pop and ready to move on for what they're seeing on the basketball court, because I know you do have to make that distinction, I think, because there are some people that, because of politics, are ready to move on from pop. So I'm talking about people that, that I've heard from that, do agree with him politically, but don't agree with the way this basketball team is performing right now because we don't start that we haven't made the playoff clock in years over because we got Wemby. And this year, Pop said training camp, it was about winning, and he has failed miserably at that with 11 wins at the All-Star break. Well, and, and that's, that's it. It's, you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't have it both ways. Says that at the beginning of the year. Obviously, he had an expectation of winning more games this year. Yes. Or he wouldn't have said that. And then he comes out and said, well, it took Michael Jordan. Blah, 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 blah. Seven years. I know what yeah. he said, All but right. I'm, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, you know, stop. You can't have it both ways. What is it? Are we building? Are we easing Wimby in? Or are we trying to win basketball games? Uh, it, it's either. It's pretty black and white when it comes down to it. What are we trying to do? How are you trying to do? And if they've got a plan, well, it's a miserable failure 
at this point in time. It started out with a Jeremy Sohan experiment, and now it's come to this, and you still don't know what the hell. This team has no identity. It has no identity. I don't know where they're going, what they're doing, who's improving, who's not, other than Wimby. You can see the improvement at him. But other than that, is there anybody else on this team that you can sit there and tell me uh, that you wouldn't mind seeing them in another jersey next year? The only untradeable guy on this team is Wemby. I do like Trey Jones, but Trey Jones will be a great backup point guard when the Spurs get themselves a real point guard. Everybody else can go. Uh, I do, I, you know, I've been hard on Jeremy Sohan all year. After that point guard experiment, he's back in his more natural position. I like what I've seen over the last couple of weeks from Jeremy. Uh, Devin, Keldon, love him as dudes. I will be happy when they are wearing a different uniform because they're going to get replaced with guys that are going to play better. But it starts with getting a legit point guard. Joe Reinagel. That's the third time in seven seasons the San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1, a San Antonio sports star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. On this Friday afternoon, live out at the Roo Pub, 281 and Redland Road. Howdy. Dude, look at that burger Azul just took to that guy over there. That uh, looks good. Dude, that's a, I mean, I, well, food here is fantastic. That guy's about to have himself a great lunch. Tall beer and that big-ass burger he just got. That looks fantastic. Absolutely. That looks fantastic. Now he's looking over at me like, yeah, I'm talking about your burger, sir. Yep. You might if I come get a French fries. Yeah, no, he, he might throw a fry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> look at that. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the food here, fantastic. Um, the drink's obviously uh, cold. Yeah, and, ice and cold beer, no doubt. Unless, of course, your, your 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 drink's not supposed to be cold. Then it would be whatever it needs to be. But, yeah, it's a great place to come Friday. And then, of course, the Rising Stars Challenge tonight. Uh, good Friday. Edwin, you hanging in doing all right, sir? Trying to stay Maybe. awake. Trying. I mean, yeah, a couple more hours to go. Edwin, second day of uh, double duty. I'm glad that we're barely keeping you awake back there, my friend. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I saw I saw uh, some uh, Instagram uh, photos of Pledge starting his snowboarding. I haven't seen any since, so I don't know if Pledge has survived or not. Well, apparently, uh, from what I saw, he did very well at the casino last night. Uh, uh, at least that's what he said. And then he, I saw a picture of him with an alien. You're talking about his roommate? That's Becky. Not not his roommate. Oh, I love Becky. Becky's great. Oh, an alien. An alien. What'd you think I said? W- was Tom DeLong there? Tom DeLong. <laughs> there was a damn alien <laughs> from Blink. A when, green oh, when, alien. when he was in Roswell. Holy hell! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you totally didn't get the Blink One Eighty Two reference, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, that does surprise me. Let's do the headline blitz. <laughs> this is Jason Maybe. and Joe's headline blitz. Two guys, two opinions, never enough time. 
It is time for the headline blitz. Uh, it's interesting as we get ready for the NFL draft and the combine, everything that's going on. Uh, the the sports agency Athletes First is telling their clients to skip the cognitive test ahead of the NFL draft. In all, the, especially if you're a top player, you can skip this now. C.J. Stroud, if you remember. Took a, a did horrible on this test last year. He did, and 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 clearly, that test doesn't mean anything when it comes to how well you can perform as a quarterback in the National Football League. I think C.J. Stroud has proven that. And every year there's a test. It used to be called the Wonderlick, and they've changed that, and there's a different name for it, and whatnot. Um, if you're a top pick, skip it, and that's what the. That is what the agents are now telling their clients. You know, you'll have some that won't throw, some that won't do this, all that. Don't take the damn test. I'm kind of, look, you're either a football player or you're not. It doesn't matter if you, you know, pass a science test here. Do you know the numbers? Do you know that kind of stuff? Now, there are guys that you wonder about. Kyler Murray comes to mind. uh, Where those tests, maybe they show something, maybe they don't. I don't know, but... um, it could you know CJ Stroud proved to be a great quarterback but he was in a much better system I think than Bryce Young was in Carolina and I wonder if you switch the two is are we talking about Bryce Young now and not CJ Stroud I uh, and we'll, and we'll and we'll never know we won't but also I think Jimmy Johnson and and Edwin I don't mean to throw you a curveball but but if you heard the Jimmy Johnson sound if you've got it uh let let me know all right yeah, Jimmy Johnson yesterday on the on the Colin Cowherd show said that you know when talking about players in the overtime rules, don't 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 buy don't don't get too caught up in that. Some of them don't know what day it is. It's not disturbing to me at all because I, you know there's people on your team they don't know what day it is, but the rules of overtime. <laughs> you know, uh, as long as the coaches know the rules, I I think you're fine. Obviously, you don't have, have everybody know everything but that's not going to happen oh and so i mean all right so he's i mean jimmy johnson players don't know what day it is hell we talked to tony Potter last week and asked him how did you (laughs) not know dan quinn was no longer a part of the dallas cowboys and now the head coach of washington he literally found out on radio road during an interview with pat mcafee and when we asked him about it he was like, yeah, man, I was just completely unplugged. Like, nobody on your teammates texted you. You didn't see that in the news at all. I mean, so there are some players that are just unaware of things. Well, and, and look, especially if you wear a star in your helmet, I think, you know, it, it's okay to turn the phone off for a while and just go hide out because of the criticism that that team gets over uh, a lot of other teams for sure. Uh, and Tony Pollard's not one of those guys that causes his own angst. Unlike a Micah Parsons, who you know causes problems everywhere he goes of his own making, so I mean it depends on who you are. But for Tony, I get that, and and you can kind of understand it when it comes to a Tony Pollard. I can see him being that guy that doesn't have to check Twitter or Instagram every five seconds, and he's just that kind of guy. Up in Kansas City, two uh, have been charged in that awful shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Two juveniles, two by the juveniles, way. Two juveniles, 22 injured, one has passed away. And for the uh, Tejano DJ that passed away, a GoFundMe was set up for her with a goal of $75,000. Taylor Swift 
has given that GoFundMe $100,000. Good on Taylor Swift. Two separate $50,000 donations. I don't know if there's a limit on on that, but the fact that Taylor Swift put in $100,000 on that, uh, good for her um, for, for doing that for that family. And the Chiefs have set up a fund for all the victims, which... Um, Casey Strong is, is, is you know, what, what they're calling it. And, and, you know, not surprised. That's the right thing to do. Not that surprised at all. And good for Taylor Swift and the good for the Chiefs. And, uh, it, you know, communities come together when there's a tragedy like this, and that's always good to see. And, you know, Taylor Swift right now is a part of that Kansas City community. Uh, yep. well, you know, and I, and I think folks like that. Uh, so good for her to pony up some money like that, and, and that's really good. Now, can I just change the sub? Tiger Woods is on TV right now. He's okay. playing in the Genesis Invitational. Okay. There were two dudes in the crowd that were in a rubber Tiger uniform. Yes. Like Tiger standing in it like the like they're riding a Tiger. Yes. Now, I wonder if when Tiger Woods sees that, he's going, look at those idiots. No. He's thinking those are some dudes that are going to soon be wearing Sunday red gear with my new logo on it. I don't know if those guys can afford his Sunday red gear. If you can afford a rubber tiger to be between your legs, you can afford a polo. I don't know. Well, on a drunken stupor, maybe. I, I don't know. But. I mean, it's not the waste management, but 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 they were they were certainly there. Now, what I find interesting is apparently his apparel won't be available till May. Really? What a miss by Taylor Made and Tiger Woods not to have it available this weekend as soon as it, it debuts. You announce your new look, you're wearing it, and it's not for sale? What a miss. That now, is a miss, and it, I'm assuming he's wearing that stuff, I, yeah, w- I would yeah. assume. Well, his is custom. Because typically, honestly, uh, golfers, most of them, a lot of them, will see something on the weekend when they're watching golf, and they say, hey, that's nice, that shirt's nice, uh, those golf clubs are this, that, whatever, and they will buy it shortly thereafter. Yeah, you're either online, go over to Edwin Watts or, yeah. or wherever, and where you know you're going to be able to get all the golf apparel. And so, yeah, uh, I, I when I was reading the story about it yesterday, thinking, all right, well, let's see how long before Joe has this on. And it's not available until May. Uh, again, uh, you know, I don't know about this. I wasn't a Nike golf wear person. Yeah, but uh, you know, more of a uh, more of a other things. Yeah. So we'll see how this is. You got to try it on. You, you got to see how it fits. How do you swing in it? You know, is it is it restrictive anywhere? It's all kinds of things golfers think about, Minix. Really? Yes, yes, yes. It's like playing in the cold. You know, I don't like it because you're too restrictive. You got to play with with too many clothes on. You're so, you're a good golfer. You're not that good of a golfer. Well, I, it bothers me though. It bothers me. I like to have loose fitting shirts on, and uh, stuff that doesn't in- hinder anything. And you're right. I you know I'm, I'm an average golfer. You're better than average. Well, okay. I mean, you're, so, you're, I'll give you credit. You're a good golfer, but I don't think apparel is going to inhibit or affect your swing in any one particular way. May not affect my swing, but if you're uncomfortable on the golf course, it bothers you. Then you have another beer and you get comfortable. Well, and I probably will, but then I'll bitch more about this. God, this thing you're riding up under my arm here. Go figure. Ryan Nagel's going to bitch about something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just got to look. You just got to look for it. Um, back to the parade and the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey at the Super Bowl party in Las Vegas uh, and Jason Kelsey. 
the, those boys were having a great time. Jason Kelsey stole the show with that uh, uh, luchador mask that he found, <laughs> right? Well, there is a story to the mask. The fact that we have found who owned the mask originally, and it's an eighth grader from Texas. And this young Chiefs fan that lives up in Dallas told NBC uh, DFW that he saw Kelsey after the Super Bowl, gave him the uh, mask to wear. After taking a photo together, Kelsey disappeared into the crowd. He clearly never took it off the whole night, the kid said. And there's pictures of the kid wearing the mask with a Chiefs championship belt at the game. So apparently he's a rich kid because he has really good seats for, for this game. Look, uh-huh. where, look yeah. where that kid's standing Absolutely. in that. Um, and then there's a picture of him and Kelsey when they took a picture with it. So apparently Jason Kelsey, and he had a couple, he didn't just find it on the floor. He got it from this kid, put it on, and left. Now, it is pretty cool that... This has gotten back to Jason Kelsey, who tweets out, Operation Get Elijah His Mask Back is underway. I appreciate everyone bringing this to my attention and look forward to uniting Elijah with his mask once again. Your mask indeed brings great fortune. I owe you big time. Sorry it was commandeered. So he's going to send him an autograph and uh, uh, an autograph the mask and, and, and send it back. Well, I, I think he should send him more than that. I mean, an autograph's nice, but hey, let's Dude. you know pony up some more masks, or you know, let's have some Eagles gear or Chiefs gear or something. Well, the kid's a Chiefs fan, but the best thing Jason Kelsey can do besides signing the mask and sending it back is getting something from his brother, from his brother's girlfriend, because that that kid, this is a high school kid. I think he's an eighth grader from Kansas City. You know, that will do more. Having something from Taylor Swift will do more for the young man, if you know what I mean, than anything that Jason Kelsey can offer. Now, serious question. Seriously, I get eighth-grade girls, but are eighth-grade boys Taylor Swift fans? It's Taylor Swift. So I'm just I'm, asking. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess It's a yes. legit question. I mean, one of her songs is perfect for an eighth-grade boy. But I'm saying from an assist level, if he gets something from Taylor Swift, that will help him with the eighth grade girls. What? Well, yeah, there's, there's, I see where you're going yeah. with that now. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. My yeah. daughter posted a picture the other day. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. Cassidy. Uh oh. And it was a t shirt that said 87, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there was stuff in our neighborhood. Uh, Taylor Swift parties, you know, with like the along the fences looking like those uh, uh, wrist things that that she does. Yeah. Wristbands. Yeah. Well, isn't that how they met? Yeah. Because Travis. That's what it's all about. He wanted to a lot of people were going for Taylor's boyfriend's team. Wanted to give her a a bracelet. And she stumped him. He talked about it. And next thing you know, here they are. Yeah. Here they are. Married and all. And, And real quick, one of the other big Super Bowl stories, because they were seen together in the suites uh-huh. at the Super Bowl. One of the big questions that a lot of you guys want answered is Shams Sharania dating Kay Adams. Now, there, there's been a lot of speculation when they're on the show together. Looks like there's a little bit more. Uh, Shams was on Pat McAfee today, and McAfee asked him if he and Kay Adams are dating Okay, and are you and Kay Adams dating? Whoa! Yeah, got her shoes. 
I, 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 that's a great colleague of mine. You know, she, I think she's amazing. You, you got to know her a little bit too. Mm. I, 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 we I, do know her. Yeah, we're big fans. Do. We're certainly big fans. I, I, of her. I think, I think she's amazing at what she does. I enjoy going on her show. Uh, you know, obviously, she has to me. Like with you, similarly, you make me feel comfortable when I'm on your show. Nice. She makes me feel very, very comfortable. Oh, you're comfortable around each other. I that's, do, good, that's, I, good I, start. that's That's a great. That's start. a great start. That, that's number we, we one. Saw, we saw we saw the Super Bowl together. Oh, uh, well, we, right we, after we, that, we, we, we were in the suite. We were in the FanDuel suite. Nice. Did you get a drinks? Amy Howell was out there. She was doing her thing. Nice. Was Raffensburger you know, there? Raffensburger was there. I didn't see him on the. Uh, I didn't either. Whenever they the stock thing, I yeah. didn't see him up there. I thought maybe he wasn't anymore. That's uh, good crew. Got some inside info. It was, there? It was good. Um, it, so you are dating. I I I, I wouldn't classify uh, myself. Any at, news any we have not place. asked you about that we should ask you about? Okay, well, I'm not sure. So he never really answered the question. But he would not classify what they're doing as dating. Well, what are they? Just friends with benefits? Uh, I mean, take it for what you want. Maybe he, so. You know, a guy that's all about uh, getting the scoop refused to divulge the information. Well, and, and if you see Kay Adams breaking a bunch of stories, and you'll know that they are in fact that maybe it's a little pillow talk. Shams talked to somebody before he goes to bed and talking in his sleep, and all of a sudden, LeBron's going to Golden State. Could you, could you, I, Kay I, Adams I, I, breaks I, I mean, the story. I, I, as I say this, I know it's going to sound creepy, but can you imagine dating a guy like Shams or Shefty or Woj or, or whatever? I mean, you know, they're never more than three seconds away from their multiple phones that the text messages are constantly going off. I mean, hang on a second. got to respond to this text and yeah. put this tweet out. All right, now let's get back to business. i got to beat Woj. <laughs> exactly. Right, I have to do that. I saw Kay Adams on, on Radio Row, and that girl needs to come in the Roo Pub and have a cheeseburger, for goodness sake. Kay is... Um, she's a little skinny. She's thin, but uh, she, she, she works it well. And if you're going to... If you're going to get scooped on something and you were to put out, yeah, Woj beat me on that when I was with Kay, I think most would understand. That'd be okay. Most would understand. Yeah. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Mike Zimmer filling out his coaching staff. And one Cowboy legend thrilled to have Zim back in Dallas. We'll tell you what Troy Aikman thinks as we continue here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey. It is the Blitz here on 94.1, a San Antonio sports star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Live at the Roo Pub, 281 and Redland Road, just down from the Big Blind. And we were talking earlier with the people at the Big Blind. One of the cool things we're going to do at our golf tournament coming up on March 25th out at the Golf Club of Texas is... They're, 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 the big blind is going to have a hole, and we're going to be playing some blackjack out there with, with some cool stuff. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, the golf tournament does benefit the Will Smith Foundation. Uh, Flight by Yingling will be out there getting everybody taken care of, and it, it's going to be a great time. Get signed up now. Get your foursome signed up now, sasportstar.com. If you're signing up with a, a foursome, it's 100 bucks a player, so 400 bucks for your team. If it's individual sign up, uh, 125 a person, or 120, whatever it is. Uh, whatever. I mean, it, whatever it, it takes. You know, and we'll 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 introduce you to people if you don't have a group that wants to get out there. But get signed up now. We're already half full, and we got a long ways to go uh, before the golf tournament. So do not wait. A lot of people want to wait till the last minute, but don't wait. Yeah, don't do that because then you're going to be bummed. We say we're sold out, and you didn't get in. 
Yep. And, because there are people like that all the time. Happens every year. Ha- happens every year. So get in now, and then you know. You already start making plans. Uh, and then you know what to do. Yep, absolutely. You know, one of the uh, references, we were talking about that eighth grader and getting some from Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was told by my friend Renee, it put it in ways that uh, Joe would understand. It would be like you having that Farrah Fawcett poster on the wall when you were in the eighth grade. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Not that I want to go back and rehash, but that was quite the poster. <laughs> we all had that poster. We all had that poster. Dude, that was Farrah Fawcett was uh, uh-huh. quite the looker, uh-huh. to say the least. Yeah, she was uh, she was something else. There, so. there were certain indications growing up that you realized you liked girls. Well, that I, was one of them. I, I had that poster. That was, of course, who uh, didn't for sure? And uh, and so did Renee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds to me like Renee is reliving those moments as we speak. Well, and, you, and you think about now, you're older than me, but I, I I'm you know by what about ten years, um, a little bit more, but but I'm. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> But I still, I had that. Well, who's counting? Well, I mean, because, you know, at your age, I, I mean, you know, for me, uh, growing up, Heather Lockler, Heather Thomas, Samantha Fox, uh-huh. Farrah Fawcett, Christy Brinkley. And Christy Brinkley were yeah. probably the the main posters that were in my in my room. Christy Brinkley, and there was another one, too, and I'll recall her name. But, uh, yeah, there were some, some good ones. Um to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, but but that Farrah Fawcett poster, that pose. Legendary. 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 Yes, it, it was uh, outstanding. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you probably Google it. But um, it was outstanding. And, and I, if you I would recommend that you do that, by the way. If you don't know what we're talking about, I'm going to guess you're on the younger side of our demo. Yeah. Which is understandable, but then I got to question your 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 parenting, your your raising, because that's that's something your dad should have shared with you for obvious reasons. No question about it. I do have to. I'd be remiss on our YouTube channel, Alexandria. We must have mentioned Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey a lot. She started her weekend. She's playing a drinking game. She's taking a shot every time we say Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Take another shot, Alexandra. So every time we mention Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, she takes a shot? When we mention Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, she has to take a shot, yes. Now what if we just say Travis Kelsey and then later say Taylor Swift? Or does it have to be Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at the same time for her to take a shot? Well, I think if it's it's Taylor Swift, then she takes half the shot, and then we say Travis Kelsey a few minutes later, the other half. I I don't know anybody that takes half a shot. Uh, so, I mean, but so when we say Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, because I think we're up to eight now. Uh-huh. I wonder what the shots are. Is that fireball? Alexandra's going to be on the floor before long, if that's truly, uh, if she's taking shots. So, cheers to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Fred Villarreal says, don't forget the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions. Amazing for a kid. No, they, they were yes. great. Yes. I hate to say this, man. Back in elementary school, it was a National Geographic. Oh, God. That's, that's, the best they could do down in, that's the best they could do down in Alice, Texas. Well, I mean, if you remember that, 
ladies without yeah. shirts on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're like, whoa. Did they, did they have those in the uh, library there at school? <laughs> yes, they did. I remember in Copper's Cove, <laughs> the, the Sports <laughs> Illustrated Swimsuit Edition would be in the in the library. And you know how they would put the magazines in those plastic things with the uh-huh, big old like boards on them so you couldn't steal the magazines uh, and, <laughs> yes. and and we had a librarian one time you know like like you know when you're in the sixth seventh eighth grade whatever it was you know and you would see the the swimsuit model in kind of the the white and it would be wet so you could see a little nipple coming through and that yeah. was says you know and i remember we had one of the librarians that would go in and, and literally uh cut those out so like those were gone <laughs> Uh, Which was so damn disappointing. Well, sure it was. But, you know, you did what you had to do as a kid. Because, you know, we didn't have computers back in those <laughs> no, days. No, it wasn't on your phone. <laughs> you had to rely on uh, the old Playboys and Hustlers, right? Yeah, that's I mean, exactly what it was. Did your dad have a subscription? My dad was the mailman. So, uh, no. Uh, my neighbor, uh, <laughs> Dr. Strange, he had. Dr. Strange? <laughs> Gary Strange. Reading Gary Strange. He had a subscription. Um. But we would go, there's a place in Copper's Cove down off Avenue D called Rhodes Country Store, which, in you know, we were young, but you could buy cigarettes then and, you know, the different things like that. Uh, but they would have uh, uh, the, the different magazines, you know, they, they were the, the magazine rack that had the covers on them, and, you know, they, they didn't care if you bought them there. Well, you know, Nick Trey just pointed out to me that, uh, you know, remember when cable. Oh, Channel 99? Yeah, you used to have yeah, the, the, you it, could hear what was yeah. going on, you just couldn't see. And every now and then it would be all all the different lines, but every now and then it'd be clear. Every you, now and then you'd be. Yeah, catch a nipple here or, or, so, or even a little bit more than that, but yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because you, know, you, you had the, the cable box and it would go all the way at the very, all you know, the way to the very end. I'm glad I wasn't a pervert like you, Minix. That's all I got to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe not them, but you're worse now, which is even. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I've had my moments for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you have. <laughs> we, we all have. And and based on the comments, um, we're bringing back a lot of memories yes, for a lot are. of people. Rudolph Gonzalez used to do that at Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble? Oh, Lloyd remembers old Channel 99. We yeah. all, we, you know, kids today, man, they just go to their phone. Search history, though. Well, that's the, it's the amazing thing. They can't get away with it the way I we did. I know it. I know it. You Although, gotta be smart. Better access. Troy Aikman <laughs> excited about Mike Zimmer. We'll get into why Troy Aikman is excited that Mike Zimmer is back in Dallas as we continue here on the Blitz on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's the morning huddle with Rob and RJ. Tuesday on the morning huddle, we'll look back to the all-star weekend that was. Did Victor Wimbayama show off? And, oh, by the way, Jeremy had himself a game, too. We'll look back at all of it. We got to see Tiger Woods play golf last week, and that felt awfully nice. What do things have in store on the PGA Tour before the VTO? Plus, who are the biggest challengers in the NFL to the Kansas City Chiefs? We have the answers. The morning huddle starts at 6. God, I'm so stressed. It's a brand new year and our business is busier than ever. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending the Uma cloud phone system with auto attendant and more than 35 features. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Starts at $19.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it.
Visit UMA.com. That's O-O-M-A.com to learn more. UMA, smart communications for the smarter business. If you get arrested, get out of jail fast by calling AA Best Bail Bonds, 210-225-2121. Text BAIL to 474747 or online at com. You don't have to call attorneys or anybody else. Don't be forced into a PR bond. If the jail offers you one, make sure you understand the conditions before accepting it. AA Best Bail Bonds, nobody beats their price. They have payment plans. Call 210-225-2121 or MyBestBailBonds.com. License number 149. And now, another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I... fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills, then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states. At the UPS Store, we know this upcoming holiday is when things can get busy for small business owners. Exactly. My to-do list and I don't take days off. That's why you can count on us to be open and ready to help with every small business need. Whether it's packing and shipping or if it's just to check your mailbox. That's almost everything on my to-do list. My list and I can take the day off. Woo-hoo! Your local, the everything to help you be unstoppable store. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-583-5795. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-583-5795. That's 800-583-5795. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's James Budger with San Antonio Sports Star. Listen, the state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative and non-surgical drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, pain from arthritis or injury. Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk, run, play, and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 210-571-0318. That's 210-571-0318. Locations in Hollywood Park, Westover Hills, and New Braunfels. NBA All-Star Weekend on ESPN Radio. From the rising stars tonight to All-Star Saturday night. Including the Skills Challenge, the three-point and slam dunk contest. Then on Sunday, the 73rd NBA All-Star Game. The NBA's All-Star Weekend. This weekend on ESPN Radio. Presented by Indeed. 
Lisa Blitz. 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe, I'm Jason. We're at the Roo Pub, 281 and Redland Road. Come hang out with us here at the Roo. It's Friday. You can tweet at Joe Reinagle 210. Tweet at me at Jason Minix. If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment there. Make sure you subscribe to the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel. It's the weekend. If you're going to do some grilling this weekend, take those photos and upload them to sasportstar.com. The Grilling with the Blitz page. Had a dude just show us, man, I've been trying to enter these ribs. If you've entered before, apparently our rules say, and I don't make up the rules. If your email address has been used, you got to use a different email address. Uh, you can make up email addresses all yeah, over yeah. the place. Just, I mean, be smarter than the guy. I've been trying for two weeks. I've got, I think I've got a Yahoo one that I use once a year, and that's for our fantasy football league. Really? Yeah. Because every time I go in there, after you, there's like uh, 2,000 junk emails in there stacked up. I've got a couple. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I use for, for various things. So you can do that. Yep. Yep, we, we, we can do that. And if you're not at the Rupa, why not? It's Friday. It, it's Friday. I mean, it's Friday. The weekend's here. We're watching Tiger play golf. Yep, long what? weekend for a lot of people. We're watching, uh, I guess that's uh, still practice going on over there, yeah, shoot-arounds. Wait, wait, let's go back a minute. We're watching Tiger play golf. How cool is that? Because I think it's awesome. I, I mean, the, the reality is a Friday afternoon. We're in the Rue, and on the center screen of their three massive ones up front, this TV's all around. But it is kind of cool watching Tiger play golf. And quite frankly, yeah, you know, you just kind of hope he makes the weekend because, um, you know, he's, he's – uh, see, where is he at now? Is he still kind of borderline about is, making the weekend? I'm going to check. I think the, the leader's at minus nine, so you figure about ten shots – so even par one over could uh, could be the cut line. Um, so that's what we're looking at. Last I saw, he was even par. Um, so he's right on the uh, right on the bubble, yeah. so to speak. So I, I'd love to see him stick around. And obviously, uh, it looks like NBC has this golf tournament this weekend. They would love for him to stick around as well. Well, and with his new gear on, he's wearing uh, it's either a, a, a very dark blue or black. And it's called Sunday Red. I want to see see his new Sunday Red apparel on a Sunday and see if he makes the weekend. Yeah, the projected cut line, uh-oh, Tiger's actually withdrawn. What? Is that why he's in a cart right now? That is leaving? exactly right. He's just right. withdrawn. You know, he Breaking had some news. Yeah. He had some back spasms yesterday Yeah, and, and got through it. And I'm just looking here and, and just saw that he has withdrawn. From this golf tournament, so he won't be around, and that's too bad. Well, and, he, and the way he was playing, it was borderline anyway. But I was like, you know, they, as as we started talking about it, we see him getting into a cart and being driven off. So yeah, literally as we're talking about it, he withdraws. So we're not watching Tiger on a weekend on a on a Friday afternoon at the Rue anymore. But we are watching golf at a beautiful golf course in Los Angeles as Scotty Shuffler. Did I ever tell you about that? There was a dude that was the uh, main anchor. And, guys, name slips in my mind. He used to play uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals football. Jim Brown. Jim, no, uh, Jim, though. It's Jim something. Uh, anyway, he was the, the main anchor at the CBS affiliate uh, in Los Angeles. And every time I'd come to Los Angeles back in those Is he days. the one from San Antonio? 
I believe he was from San Antonio yeah. or lived here for a while. But every time I'd go, back then we had to get the help of the CBS affiliate because we'd need their satellite truck or whatever. Uh, you know, Nowadays you don't need that because everybody's kind of self-contained. But he'd always tell me, hey, Joe, bring your clubs. I'm a member at the Riviera Country Club. Wow. Which is where they're playing right, uh, right, right now. Jim Hill. So, Jim Hill, that's yeah. his name. Great guy. Great guy, and uh, and I used to tell him, Jim, man, I, I know you're big-time anchor here in L.A., buddy, but uh, I work for a living, and I can't play golf while I'm up here covering the playoffs. And but it, it was always nice of him to ask. And, and, and at what point did Marcus Floyd roll his eyes when you said you work? <laughs> Marcus knows the truth. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, yeah, uh, that's he, why I'm asking. Yeah. If he uh, rolled, rolled the eyes. Dude, I carried Marcus all over the place. Are you kidding me? Marcus owes his entire career to me. <laughs> your, your your back is about to have spasms with lying. Anybody uh, that knows you, love you, Marcus, knows better. <laughs> I mean, oh. you might carry the clipboard. He had the tripod, the camera, all the equipment, and a cool little wagon. The dude used you to know, make you, me... you would carry your own hairspray, and that was about it. He used to make me carry that damn tripod, man, and those things were heavy. <laughs> and the camera's <laughs> light? Well, I don't know about that. And the lights? Well, he wouldn't let anybody touch his camera. Well. I mean, so... Nobody nobody could touch that, but uh, the, the tripod always had to carry that thing, man. Well, good for you. Hated it. Good for you. Yeah, whatever. All right. Mike Zimmer, <laughs> new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. And, and yesterday we had Dave Campo on the show, former Cowboys head coach. And I know, you know, Campo was not a successful head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, a lot of people look at Dave and say, but the guy is so well connected. And he was a part of a lot of really good teams on the staff in Dallas for well over a decade. He knows the Joneses. He knows Mike Zimmer extremely well. He knows Dan Quinn. What he told us yesterday, and he was on about 4.30, so if you missed it, go check the audio vault at AA Best Bail Bonds, the AA Best Bail Bonds audio vault at sasportstar.com. So many good, interesting nuggets out of what Dave Campo was telling us. And, yes, it's it, Mike Zimmer hasn't been out of the game that long, so will he be able to connect with today's player? The answer to that, according to Dave Campo, will be yes. But he is still going to be a hard-nosed football coach. And if you want to talk about a drinking game. The amount of times Dave Campo said that Zimmer will hold his players accountable is big. And Troy Aikman on KTCK 1310 up there in Dallas said basically the same thing. He's excited about Mike Zimmer being back in Dallas. Well, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mike's. Uh, love what he was able to do in, in Minnesota. And as a defensive coordinator, he's been successful, whether it was Dallas, Cincinnati, or during his time with the Vikings. But uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's a really good fit. Uh, he, he'll, you know, he's an old-school coach, uh, it'll, it, it, a far different style from the one uh, that, that they're accustomed to with, with Dan Quinn. So I think the players will – which is which is natural. It happens anytime there's coaching changes, but the the players will be coached a little bit differently from the way that they have been coached. And uh, but the scheme, I think, will be solid. Uh, they'll give a lot of different looks. Um, they'll be well prepared. You know, all of that. So I I, I thought it was a good choice. I, I saw where uh, where Rex Ryan was potentially an option. Uh, how serious they were with that, I don't know. But 
uh, I, I like I would have liked that as well. And, and the reason I say that is, uh, as a quarterback, I, I think those defenses that mix things up, give different looks, uh, have have a variety of pressure looks and packages. I think those are the the challenges for a quarterback. And I think in in a league where everything is geared towards the offense, uh, being able to come up with some different things defensively um, is is a good thing. And much like what we've seen in Baltimore uh, and how they play defense and rush four, but yet give the impression that they're bringing more than that. That's a lot of what Mike Zimmer does. And I, I, I think they'll be really good. And I think he'll do a great job for them. And, and look, how do you argue with Troy Aikman? I mean, he's uh, he's excited about it. That's good that, that some of these older guys are excited about what, what's happening there in Dallas. And, I, look, it, it's a breath of fresh air for that defense. It, will it click, though? Will the guys respond to it? That's going to remain to be seen. But I think what Mike Zimmer will bring, Jason, is the fact that it will be something new, something exciting, something these young guys haven't necessarily seen a lot of. Uh, and maybe they will buy in. Maybe they will get uh, get excited about Zimmer coming in there. You know, on uh, YouTube, Claymore writes in the comments section, what's the over-under uh, number of games before we see Micah Good clashing question. with Zimmer? And I, I want to be fair to Micah Parsons because I know right now there's a lot of people questioning his maturity level. There's a lot of people questioning whether or not He can take tough coaching. I would like to think somewhere along the way he has been coached hard, that he will have a coach that will hold him accountable. If Micah Parsons and this defense is having success, I don't expect any kind of uh, insubordination, if you will, from Micah Parsons if he buys in. And, And I believe he will buy-in. He is a pro athlete that wants to be great. Great athletes typically like hard coaching. That is something that Troy Aikman did say on his uh, radio interview up there in Dallas on KTCK. He said that tough love Zimmer offers, most players are going to like. I think it'll be I think it'll be good. I I really do. I do do feel you know, but I like that. I I will say that, you know, when I when I go through my list of coaches uh that that i really admire and and some of them have passed uh that when i point to the ones that i say wow i i would have really enjoyed playing for him uh or i'm a fan of this particular coach they're they're usually cut from that cloth uh as an old school coach you know that they're demanding but yet when you do what you're supposed to do, uh, you're rewarded for that as well. And, and, and all coaches at one time used to be like that. Now they say that you can't really coach these players quite like that. And I think there is some, some truth to that, but, uh, Mike has, you know, he's not new to this. He's been around these players, uh, obviously for a long time. So he understands that. And the guys that have played for him, uh, whether that's Dion or, or others in Minnesota, you know, they all really enjoy playing for him. So I, I think he's got a good way about him, but he's tough. Uh, and he demands a lot. And he, he, you know, there was a lot of questions as to what his future might be when Bill Parcells came in and took over as head coach. And when they retained Mike, I think I think that was, one, I think it was really good for, for uh, Sean Payton when he came in here as the offensive coordinator and coached under 
Bill Parcells, and I think it was really positive for Mike Zimmer as well, and I believe that he would say that. Uh, and and their you know their approach to the game is is very similar. So I, I think it'll be good, um, and, and it'll be some tough love and some tough coaching, um, and and I think the players will enjoy it. Well, you know, we'll see. Look, I, I worry a little bit about Micah Parsons just from what we've seen. What we've seen over the, the second half of the season when that defense did start to go south. You know, what happens if Zimmer comes in and things just don't click right away? Or Micah just doesn't think he's being used properly or whatever the case may be. I hope I'm wrong. But what we've seen, including yesterday, the little incident at the airport where he gets all upset about that uh, and then tries to defend himself later, and it's just – it's just it, – it, 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 I don't want to say there's something wrong, but there's something a little off about Micah Parsons. And, and that has to be a concern if you're Jerry Jones. You know, it's something that – I mean, dealing with immature players is something that the NFL has dealt with for, for years. Every team has players like that. You've got to be able to do that. But you look at who Mike Zimmer has already added it to his staff um, – uh, Jeff Zagonia on the defensive line, Greg Ellis, former Cowboy, on as the assistant defensive line coach, and the run game coordinator, Paul Gunther. And so you you look at that, and you you so you get a player in there that, to a degree, it's it's you know almost like Tim Duncan being around helping Wemby. Like, hey man, he used to yell at me like this too. You know, could, is Greg Ellis going to have a similar role like that for? Um, for Mike Zimmer to help that that defensive line. And I find it interesting that their biggest issues were stopping the run in the first three hires are defensive line guys and, and, and long-tenure type defensive line guys. And that's great. You've still got to have the personnel that can get it done. Uh, you can have the best scheme in the world. If you don't have the personnel to get it done, it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, is Mozzie Smith the guy? He, we're going to find out. You give him a year. It wasn't too good. Will he be better next year? We can only hope so. Will they bring in some linebackers, some more um, physical, tough linebackers that they need to help stop that run? That remains to be seen. A lot of question marks for the Cowboys going in. Is this the right move? Everybody seems to think it is, so I'm going to go with that. Mike Zimmer's the right move. Bringing in Greg Ellis, who, by the way, I saw on Radio Row the other day, and I had to tell him, he was the first draft pick for the Cowboys when I started in TV. So he was like my first. Him and Tim Duncan, yeah, were were my first. So I told him that, and I said I really appreciate it. He was really, he was very nice. He was like, "Ah, right, go away, kid." Greg Ellis, uh, uh, nice guy, uh, nice guy, and and I'll go back. And, and I'm a big fan of Greg Ellis, and I, I I can tell you that in the very last game that the Cowboys played at the old Texas Stadium, and they got drilled by Baltimore. There's this big ceremony afterwards, and Greg Ellis was the only player that I saw that came out on the field after they lost that game to watch that ceremony. And, and, I, and I'm watching, and, you know, I mean, it was kind of pointed out, but I remember sitting there uh, watching going, you know, it, it, Greg Ellis, man, that, that says a lot about you as a dude. You just lost this game. Everybody thought they were going to win that game. They gave up two of the longest runs 
in the stadium history in that loss. Um, it was disgusting um, <laughs> being there, and you know. Um, but but to have the one guy that came out and watched was Greg Ellis, and when you're around Greg Ellis, and he is such a nice guy, but he still looks like a guy that will whoop your ass in a hurry. Looks like he could still play. Yeah, uh, but I, I but I always appreciated that from him that. He was that guy that came out and watched that ceremony, full uniform, didn't shower, wasn't, yeah, I don't want to say, uh, I'm sure he was mad that they lost that game, but just for to be the guy that came out and watched that, I, that said a lot about him. And anytime you've been around Greg Ellis, uh, that that is a dude right there. I'm excited that he's going to be a part of the staff. I am too. And like I say, um, I think the the guys that Zim is bringing in, you know, they have a resume. They have a lot of credibility. Greg Ellis can still relate to these guys. And so all of these things are positives right now. And uh, and if you're looking for hope, if you're looking for a first step, I think this is it. Uh, and, and to hear Troy Aikman say he's excited about it, I mean, that's 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 good enough. I'm, I'm glad to see that. It's, the guys still have to buy in. we gotta, we got to see that. What are the Cowboys going to do to improve? personnel on that defense moving forward that remains to be seen and uh, so a lot of question marks but it's going to be another fun offseason it's the blitz live at the Rue pub 281 and redland road it's a friday come hang out with us get some food get something cold to drink watch some golf and rising stars practice on tv of course the game at later on at tonight and if you're not near the tv you can listen to it here on 94.1 san antonio sports star joe reinagle that's the third time in seven seasons the san antonio spurs are the nba champions jason minutes they go back to big day as super bowl champions dallas 52 buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 a San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle, anchorman. I'm Jason <laughs> Minix, live out at the Roo Pub, 281 and Redland Road. Oh, my goodness, man. You know, sometimes your mouth just doesn't work the way you want it to. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So who's retiring? Oh. Rob Manfred. But not till 2029, so there's no urgency. But, you know, you're, you're right there. And, and just a little inside baseball here. We're doing these uh, these sports centers. And, you know, they're about 30 seconds long, yeah. roughly. So sometimes you got to think on the fly about, well, can I get another one in or should I just bail? And in that case, I should have bailed, didn't bail, and I hit the ground. Bam. I'm sure your reflexes aren't very good is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, my brain uh, had a little... Uh, well, we all understand that. Yeah. A little brain toot. <laughs> <laughs> toot. Your brain fart. That, yes. There you go. You can say fart. We call, well, yeah, but we call them toot. Who, who does? Yeah, I do. Do you really? Sure. No, you don't. Yeah. No. Your wife might. You don't. You can say fart. You're amongst... You tooted. The men. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds better, right? It's a little more polite. You tooted, Jason. <laughs> no. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, fart is just a fart. It sounds so harsh. You tooted. 
You fart, she toots. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask her. Exactly. Although never in front of anybody. No, of course not. Never. Never. No. No. Uh-uh. What's well, another name for fart? Toot? Poot? <laughs> Pass gas. Pass gas. <laughs> You're gassy. <laughs> you stepped on a duck. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> You need a new dad book joke. You, you really do. <laughs> no, those are oldies but goodies, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, oldies yeah, but there, goodies. There, there's, there's better new ones out there. Rudolph Gonzalez says you whispered in your pants. Really? I've That's, never heard that one. Uh, me neither, but some people scream then. Some people do. Some people yell. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Eagle in his own sound effects. <laughs> I'm glad you can entertain yourself. I have to. It's Friday, man. I'm in a good mood. And it it, it really is amazing that you aren't in, you're not an only child. (laughs) Because there are times you entertain yourself as if you're an only child. Well, you know, uh, I did for a while because between me and and my young, the brother next to me is about six and a half years. Really? So I uh, I was an only child for six years. So he's older? Well, he looks older, doesn't he? Well, which one? See? Yeah, you well, don't no, know, no. do you? No, well, I, I mean, you got one brother that looks old as dirt. Then you got your brother Randy, who I know. <laughs> your other brother, I've only met him a couple of times. Uh-huh, he looks old as dirt? He does. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old-looking dude. Well, and he's, he's the, the young one, he's right? He's the youngest brother. Yeah. 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 See, I got, I got two brothers and a sister. And, and none so. of you guys look the same. Well... Randy looks a lot like my dad. All right. He, he favors my dad a lot. So. Yeah. And he got um, all the muscles. Well, you, you got the hair. He's worked hard. And your that. other brother and, got and what? I, I'm not convinced he's juicing. You know what I mean? Who knows? Well, I don't think he gives a damn. <laughs> he doesn't. He, he, does a, he, he doesn't give a damn. Uh, Derek, uh, my the other brother, he's... Uh, He's follically challenged. I, I, <laughs> the rest of us got hair. I was going to say, you got the hair, your brother got the muscles, and Derek got what? Uh, I, I guess he, trying, he must be the smart one. <laughs> we're tra- he, well, yeah, he, we're still trying to figure that out. And is he the oldest? Derek? Yeah. No, he's the he's youngest. He's the youngest. Yeah. And then the oh, 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 Derek's the youngest? My sister is Because he looks the, the oldest. I know. And Randy looks older than that, and then there's me. No, Randy looks younger than no, you. No, he doesn't. Is Randy older or younger? He's younger. So you don't yeah. know, do you? Well, I mean, I'm just trying to clarify because, yeah. well, you know, because he looks older. No, Randy looks younger than you. No. Yes. <sighs> and he is. He is. He is. <laughs> Good Lord. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you going to get a strongly worded text from uh, Derek? Yeah, I don't know if he's listening or not. He might be. Follically challenged. Follically challenged. Those that know Derek Reinagle, uh-huh. make sure you let him know his brother's making fun of him on the radio. I'd, well, I'll make fun of him in person. Doesn't matter. Well, that, that's understandable. <laughs> that's true. I just can't believe he's actually the youngest because he looks like he should be the oldest. Yeah, well, yeah, my sister's probably the uh, the smartest one of the family. To be honest with you. Well, that doesn't surprise yeah, me either because so, I, I, I know Randy well, and I know you well, and I don't know Derek well, but I'm just going to process them. Your sister has to be the smartest. Well, and she was an uh-oh. I well, mean, she was like, oops. Uh-uh. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> but, you know, accidents sometimes are, are good things. Sure. And she certainly was. Uh-huh. 
For a lot of us, we're uh-ohs. Um, perhaps, yeah, perhaps. I mean, I was planned, but not really. Well, what does that mean? Well, I know my parents wanted to have either two or three, but literally, I was born nine months to the day my mom landed in Germany. My dad had gone to Germany uh, about six weeks before my mom and brother got there, and the joke is they didn't even make it out of the... Uh, uh, out of the airport parking lot. Well, they probably didn't. No. I'm sure they didn't. No. So, I mean, while they were still planning, um, I don't know that they were planning it right then. Yeah, because that was probably, they were just hoping to have a little fun with no consequences, and then you came along. That, that's it. That's it. That's it. But they now, got perfection. You, is your brother older than you? Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Okay. Yeah. I've never met your brother, so I don't You're know. You're not missing much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, does he still live in Coppers Cove? He lives in Colleen. Oh, in Colleen. Okay. He lives in, All which right. is Coppers Cove. Same thing. Colleen, Coppers right. Cove, Fort yeah. Hood area. All right, nice family reunion. Yeah, it was right good, here huh? on the Blitz. Uh, that's what we do here. <laughs> uh, that's 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 what it's all about. You haven't met my brother yet. I have not. Huh. Kind of interesting. You don't bring him around. <sighs> You'll thank me later at some point for that. <laughs> It's too far of a drive. Well, it is a long way. It was a couple hours, two a couple, and a half. A couple, couple hours. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, goes goes that way. You know, <coughs> this morning on the morning huddle, Rob and RJ were airing their grievances, which is a segment that I kind of like. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, do they do it every day or just on Friday? Um, but Rob brought up something today that I, I find interesting that probably does need further examination that involves president's day we'll dive into that next here on the blitz on 94.1 it is the blitz 94.1 san antonio sports star he's joe reinagle i'm jason menix glad to have you along here on a friday afternoon as we're live at the rue pub 281 and redland road you know what I love about being here on a Friday? See how many quote-unquote business meetings are taking place at the Rue at 4.15 in the afternoon. You think there's business meetings? Looks like uh, we got Team Red over here yeah, in Team front Red's of us. Yeah, Team Red's over there. And, you know, a little group over here. You got a lot, you got a lot of work done here. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, yeah. You know, open up your laptop. The Wi-Fi is good. The cold uh, drinks are there. Food. Uh, great spot to hang out. Watch a little golf. No Tiger Woods, though. He had to withdraw officially, they say, because of illness. Well, apparently, reading the story, he was ducking into the porta potties a couple of times. Uh, maybe some bad something last night yeah. there. And, uh, so, yeah, not a good day for Tigers. He back spasms yesterday, so you honestly think that that happens. But uh, apparently, he had an illness, either stomach flu or maybe some kind of food poisoning. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate. Kind of hoping he'd be around for the weekend. He was borderline if he was going to make the cut. So. Uh, now we know he's not. He is uh, withdrawn from uh, the Genesis Invitational. You know, because this is our first weekend without football. Yeah. Ugh. And, I, I mean, if you want some football in your life, Sunday I'm hosting a deal with, 
Wade Phillips and Daryl Johnston at the Alamo Dome for the San Antonio Brahmas. Starts at 2 o'clock, parking free at the Alamo Dome. Should be a fun event. Looks like looking at uh, the uh, run of show, if you will. It's going to be a lot of fun, but there's no football this weekend. And I know we've got the All-Star game on on Sunday night, but listening to Rob and RJ this morning on the morning huddle, they were airing their grievances, and Rob brought up President's Day. And Edwin, if I'm getting some of this wrong, please correct me, but President's Day is Monday, and a lot of people are going to have the holiday off. But why do we celebrate President's Day? Why do we... Um, um, you know, why is it, why is it, you know, Monday? Well, it's, <laughs> the, it, it's the third Monday of every February. So there is some consistency to it. It's always the third Monday, even though it does seem like it's a random day. Rob theory, uh, Rob suggested today that if, if we're not going to move the Super Bowl to Saturday night, should we move President's Day to the Monday after the Super Bowl so you get that three-day weekend effect? First of all, moving the Super Bowl to Saturday night would be a disaster. Okay, it would just simply be a disaster. I don't ever want to see that happen. It's Super Bowl Sunday, period. Okay. Now, I'm not opposed to that. Now, it, here's what I would suggest, though. NFL going, just have an 18-game schedule, and you add a week, and have the Super Bowl fall naturally with President's Day, because they're not going to change President's Day. So have it fall naturally on President's Day Monday. All right. How do you celebrate President's Day? I'm going to – I don't know. All right. The, but I, I can right, do no, whatever I want. All right. But but nobody – like, it's one of those holidays that we're glad we have them. It's a, it's a paid day off. Everybody wants a day off. I get that. But it's not like so many of the other holidays where there are things that you do that you have traditions for. This is just a random Monday, although not random. It's the 3rd February. But it feels like it's a random Monday. So – and I'm with you. I, like, a long, for a long time I thought – Super Bowl should be on Saturday night because Sundays are, but I know that they will never change that. Super Bowl Saturday night in Super Bowl City is incredible. Financially, they're never doing away from that. Now, I would be more in favor of, you know, the government giving us another holiday, the, that Super Bowl Monday. R.J. Ochoa defended and said no because it's kind of an unproductive day anyway, that it's kind of like a free half day off because most people are a little bit sluggish. Most people are spending most of the day talking about the Super Bowl or the commercials or, or whatever. So you're kind of getting a half day anyway because you're not overly productive on the Monday after the Super Bowl. Yeah, but here's the problem. You and I would have to work anyway. And we would want to. And if it was on President's Day, then we wouldn't get the day. This way, we get to talk about the Super Bowl on Monday, and we still get President's Day off. Now, in true, um... Keep in mind, this was a grievance from a guy that has to get up at 3.30 in the morning. So after after the Super Bowl and the festivities, he had to get up at 3.30 in the morning. So I, I can understand Rob lobbying to have that Monday off. And I get it, too, and I understand that. And it would be nice to have that Monday off as some sort of a holiday. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But... It, the Super Bowl has to stay on Sunday. It can't change. Saturday, that, that would be a complete disaster in my mind, moving that thing to a Saturday night. It would just be horrible. So you keep it on Super Bowl Sunday exactly where it is. You got 
pregame shows that start at 8 o'clock in the morning and, and you, you go all the way to, what, 10 o'clock at night. I think it's fabulous. It's, it's, it's a tradition. Leave it alone. You want to move it to the one – and have presidents say after, add another game to the regular season schedule. Hear the players' union cry, uh, but do it anyway, and we all get more football that way. What do you guys think? 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. You can get us on Twitter, at Joe JoeReinagle210. Tweet at me, at Jason Minix. If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment there on the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel. Uh, Tony Gallon says on YouTube, make President's Day the Monday after the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl on a Saturday. Yeah. But not doing the Super Bowl on Saturday. I'm going tell you that right now. That's a non-starter. It's not happening. A lot of, a lot of And I think ultimately when they add more games it will naturally just fall on the third Sunday, which President's Day would be the Monday, and we yes. would end up. Because honestly, I think, you know, like for us, we'll react on Monday, the day after a holiday. I mean, you know, you look at you know, Cowboys in a playoff game on Sunday, MLK Day on Monday, and Tuesday, the reaction was still the same. I mean, the, the people are going to react the same way. But it does, I, I mean, and I'm not... I'm trying to get rid of a holiday by any stretch. But President's Day is one of those random days off that you don't know what to do with. I mean, outside of, you know, everybody, you know, there's a, a, a mattress sale going on. So if yeah. you bought a mattress, I mean, you know, I mean, it's going to be on sale this weekend. Sheets and, and stuff like that are going to be on sale. I mean, you know, the only, I mean, like, it's not a Hallmark holiday. You're not going to get a card. You don't get an Easter basket. There's no candy involved. There's no big cookouts. There's not like, you know, Fourth of July's hot dogs and hamburgers. What do you do on President's Day for grilling? There's nothing. I mean, there is nothing traditional about this holiday other than it's a random day off in February. Uh, and Which is, it's a great country. And we're celebrating two of the greatest presidents in our history. Yes. Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. So... But it's not like it's uh, like, it's not like it's either one of their birthdays. Well, it's close. It, it's close, but it's not like you know we celebrate July Fourth, whether it's the fourth is a Saturday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Tuesday. It, I mean, the fourth is the fourth. I right? kind of like it when it falls on a on a Friday Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. It just kind of breaks things up, and that's a good thing. Look, I, I see, and uh, I've always thought with July Fourth, I would well, especially you know. I think I'd rather have the fifth off than the fourth because all your activities, or a lot of them, especially the fireworks, they're at night, and then you got to get up the next day and go to work if it's on a Wednesday. Uh, I think that should be a two-day holiday. Well, see, there you go. I mean, we're going to complain about any holiday. Well, no, right? but, but we can make them all a little bit better. I think uh, businesses should be more like schools. Yeah, you like you get that whole week off of Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? And then two weeks off for Christmas. Yeah, businesses should uh, should learn that whole school thing. I love that. It's a great idea. It's a great idea, Jim. No, nah, it really isn't. <laughs> it, 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 it really isn't. I think it's great. Now, uh, Gerardo, I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Probably not. Montanez? Sure. PTO on Monday. Just take the day off. I mean, if you want to burn a day off that way. Just burn it. You know, especially those of you that have to get up early on Super Bowl Sunday. Just plan ahead take the day off i'm really surprised rob hasn't done that oh because it's, uh, it's the super bowl and in our business see now rob and now rob might have been covid patient zero in the united <laughs> states because when we came back from the super bowl in miami 
which was before COVID hit the United States, or so we thought. Now, Rob and I, as you know, doing Super Bowl week, you're together probably 90, 95% of the time. Yeah. Yet Rob came back from the Miami Super Bowl sick as a dog. And he started to look kind of sickly on the airplane. (laughs) And now I can tell you, the night before we left, I mean, I could understand why Rob was kind of moving slow. But then he called in sick on Monday, and I call BS on that. You can't be gone for a week at Super Bowl and then call in sick. And that dude missed an entire week. High fever. (laughs) I I mean, all the symptoms that we learned were COVID, and he got tested for the flu. It was before we had a COVID test. He got tested for everything. They didn't know what was wrong with him. He was worried, like, literally, am I going to survive this? I think he might have been patient zero in, in, in the United States. Uh, but I'll tell you, it was from a cab driver in Miami because she was drinking this weird stuff, and he had some. Uh, uh, some Argentinian weird tea thing. He'll tell you the story. Man, that was a weird, weird Uber ride. Um, it, that was strange. But, you, you, you know, Rob isn't going to call it or take a day off the day after the Super Bowl. You guys I have ideas on how to fix uh, President's Day? David does. 210-656-ESPN, 656 Three seven seven six. David, you're on the blitz. What's up, man? Hey guys, it, it's a, it, uh, to me, it's a simple solution. The way the the season is set up now, you add an 18th game, so then that means that the Super Bowl would be still be held in February, which is Sweeps Month, and then it would be on the Sunday before the third Monday of February, which is President's Day, and so you'd have the day off the Monday after the Super Bowl. I will tell you, David, and you think about it, and again, I do think eventually we'll add another game to the NFL schedule. And I know we have Super Bowl Sunday, and nobody wants to go Saturday, or very few people want to go Saturday. No Saturday. But if Monday were a holiday, could you see the NFL putting the game on Monday? No. Uh, I mean, you're quick to say no. You understand how the Super Bowl works in the advertising. If, if they could do it on Monday where everybody is off work and then the Super Bowl host cities are going to say that's another couple hotel nights that we can book, uh, the, um, the more money you could make on a Monday. I mean, I, I realize Sunday, Sunday, but if it's Sunday before a holiday, how many people took a Friday off and they took a four-day weekend? How many people are heading out of town this week? James Pledger, our producer, is one. He's like, hey, you know, we're off on Monday. Uh, he's snowboarding in New Mexico right now. I don't know the pledge makes that trip if he didn't have this as part of a long weekend. That is something that the NFL does have to consider if moving the Super Bowl to a long weekend because a lot of people take advantage of long weekends like that. Look, if you're going to take off for the Super Bowl, you're going to take off whether it's a holiday on Monday or not. I mean, you just are. I, I just think that's part of your plan. That we, uh, who was it? Vince Trevino, they go up to Vegas every year for the Super Bowl. Just happen to be in Vegas. I don't think that matters. Look, Sunday is NFL. Yeah. Sunday is NFL. You don't move the Super Bowl to Monday or Saturday or Thursday or Tuesday. You just don't. You leave it on Sunday. That's the tradition. You leave it there, and, and, and that's it. Now, if you want to make a holiday on Monday, great. But no, no, but don't don't even talk about moving the Super Bowl to any other day than the day it's on. Yeah. That's where it needs to stay. Here's a guy that fears change. No, uh, I just who cares? 
Monday night would be a disaster. Why? Saturday why? night would be. Well, a di- why would you want to do that? Why would Monday be a disaster? Because it would. It's a horrible day for well, football. Really? Tell, tell that to the Monday night football people. I mean, on for a, the Super Bowl, if it is Super Bowl Sunday, and and it could be Super Bowl Monday no, if it, no, if it no. falls on a holiday. Now, I wonder to keep the NFL schedule from going another week into February. Do they? And if we add the 18 games, are we going now with two preseason games? And does kickoff go back to Labor Day weekend instead of the week after Labor Day? So football is still uh, that second Saturday. I mean, because I do kind of like having my birthday during Super Bowl week. You know, it, it seems to kind of fall that my birthday is either the cigar party or the actual Super Bowl day. It was kind of fun. Uh, but I do wonder if. If we add another regular season game, do we lose one of the preseason games? And the calendar is about the same as what it is right now. And that would be okay, too. They need to lose another preseason game. I think two is plenty. I I don't see why there's any other reason. Because nobody plays in them anyway. And it's only to find out the players you're going to keep and and who do you want. So I'm okay with that. I'd be fine with that. And leave it where it is. Second Sunday in February. Although it did move. One Sunday used to be the first Sunday in yep, February. Yep. When they added a game, they moved it to the second Sunday in February. So be no problem just to leave the schedule as is. Look, more football is is, is better for everybody. I, I agree with that, and I still like the two weeks between the conference championship game yes. and the Super Bowl. Now, there are people out there that always try to manipulate everything, and, and they got to think ahead. Cuts by Jones – on our YouTube says, schedule a doctor appointment for that Monday. That way you can use a sick day because you have way more sick days than vacation days to work with. So you're not necessarily cheating the system. You get the uh, the old doctor note, which would work except for where we work. We get a gazillion number of days, whether they're PTO vacation days or sick days. Yeah. So you've got to be careful about how you use your vacation days if you if you run into, you actually get sick. You know, so... We just have a pot of days off however you want to use them. Yeah, <laughs> sick or not, that's the way it goes. Look, I'm, I'm fine with the way it is, fine with it. And if you work early on Monday morning after the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. Well, take a day off. That's that's just kind of your problem. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday is where it is. I like the late start time. There was somebody else on the YouTube said it moved the game, you know, closer to the afternoon. You know, it was, in the afternoon. It was, it was 5.30. That's fine. Uh, well, that's but, 6.30 on the east. It's just we had a really long game this year because an overtime period that actually went five quarters. What Kansas City scored? Three seconds left in yeah, the first overtime? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a longer game partly because it went to overtime. Uh, because you got to remember that was three uh, thirty on the on the west coast is when that thing started, but six thirty in the east, and so they want to get those TV times for the people on the east coast. And you know, people on the east coast, I love living in the central time zone because I think we have the best. You know, and you could maybe debate Mountain a little bit, but you know, like the Final Four, you know, the national championship game that starts nine o'clock East Coast time. That's that's that now that's that's too late. Yeah, on, that a, on sucks. a Monday. It really the East Coast people probably have it worse than anybody when it comes to sports yeah. and a lot of sporting events. So, so it's perfect. Why why change something that's working? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it ain't broke. Well, it's perfect. And again, we're breaking things that we didn't even intend to break. It was do you move President's Day to the day after the Super Bowl was what they were arguing this morning on the morning huddle. I say no because we get President's Day off. We, we, would, we wouldn't get it off. We'd be working. I mean, you're not, you're not going to take the day off after the Super Bowl. 
I uh, be blasphemy. I, I mean, the day after a playoff game, we were off. Yeah, we were, weren't we? And, and, and I would say this: even if he had to work that President's Day, then don't we? If we work a holiday, don't we? Aren't we, we supposed to it. get a, a, a free day off somewhere yeah. down the road? I could take it at my leisure when I'm it's more cool convenient with that. to me. I was against taking that because day it, after it, the playoff it, it's, game. It's off. really about us. So if I can float that holiday, I'm I'm down with I'm it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. What are the red jackets? Well, I don't know. But who do you work for? All right. I'm squirrel. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I see that all was, these. That was random. You're just yelling at that lady walking in. I just see all these What red, is wrong red with you, shirts, Joe Reinagle? I mean, you know, some people wear red on Friday remembering everyone deployed. Maybe they are big military supporters. Oh, and, just, just checking. How are you? Who are you with? Silotech? Yeah, do you is wear red you on it? Friday for a military member? Why do you wear red? Remembering oh, everyone nice. deployed, like I just said. Very good. A lot of companies do that. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. I just didn't know because there's a you team just, of. You just scream at the lady walking by. I know, but I want to know because I see another red shirt coming here, and I want to know what the hell's going on. Appreciate those uh, why that I wear didn't red re- I, Why I didn't on wear Friday. mine. I should have wore my well, red well, shirt. Well, you and I are both wearing Army-Navy. So I know. in some ways still, still supporting. Well, I, if I would have wore my red Army-Navy, and I had that choice. Yeah. Although the red to, one's a little little too thick for a day like today. Yeah, well, it is. This yeah. one's even too thick, actually. But yeah. It's all good. We're supporting the troops. Yes. Yeah, always. Right. Always do that. That poor woman's like, why is that old TV guy yelling at me? <laughs> Bill Taylor sitting over there She's screaming like, at me. It. What's the weather, Mr. Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As I talk about nobody... Uh, what do you do for President's Day? Uh, ben Brasino tweets in at, at Joe Reinagle 210 at Jason Menex. Obviously, you have never been to the U.S.-Mexico border during George Washington's birthday. Big party fireworks and taco booths. <laughs> I don't really? know if that's true or not, but well, I'm glad somebody celebrates because I have zero President's Day traditions. Why at the border, though? I mean, I'm curious now. Why, why do they have a big party at the border, Ben? I need an explanation, my friend. Joe Reinagle, always looking for answers. Uh, yes. Do you think CBS did this on purpose or not? We'll debate it. But they redrafted the first round from last year's draft. And they left a key player off the list. We'll dive into that next here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. San Antonio sports star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. Live at the Rue Pub, 281 and Redland Road next to the Angry Elephant just down from the Big Blind. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. Started tonight, Friday afternoon here at the Rue. And if you're not here, you should be here. Everybody's having a good time. Um, it's just a good place to get your weekend started right here. Plus the Rising Stars Challenge is coming on here in a second. We'll see how Wimby does against Sohan. Little matchup between the two. And we'll see. Again, Tiger Woods has had to pull out of the Genesis Invitational. A lot of people saying he's sick. And apparently, according to Matt Roy on Twitter, uh, there's been a lot of in and out slander. So apparently Tiger had an In-N-Out burger, and uh, it's going right through him, so to speak. Well, I mean, we don't know if it was the In-N-Out, but we do know, and we talked about this yesterday, 
uh, Taylor made provided in and out burgers for his for their for, for their people and there's video of Tiger getting his and he doesn't like the uh, animal style spread or pickles and the lady that was handing him out her moment with Tiger Woods and she's like so not a pickle guy huh and that was the that was the conversation. So. Well, I bet he's not going to be an In and Out Burger guy anymore either. After uh, we don't know if it was In and Out, although it well, is what an appropriately else, what else named could it be? situation. Well, we don't know what he had for dinner last night. You know, maybe at the at the fancy country club he had some bad fish or oysters or I don't know peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Who the hell knows? Or man? an In and Out Burger well, well, that was just horrible. So uh, well, they're horrible to begin with. Yeah, well, see, they're not horrible to begin with. They are. They're not horrible. Overrated. Oh, overrated now. Overrated. Now you're going to call them overrated. The overrated, I'll give you. Horrible, no. I don't uh, mind an In-N-Out. I just prefer them if I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, I, I, if I never have another In-N-Out, it'll be too soon. All right, good for you. I, I just won't. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll go to the convenience store if you're going In-N-Out. So you'd rather have a convenience store hot dog than you would an In-N-Out you're burger? Damn right I would. Yes. I might even go for gas station sushi over an in and out burger. Yeah. Um, depends on the gas station. <laughs> um, C.J. Stroud is living his best life. I'm not going to ask you, Joe, if you know who Amber Rose is. Why do I know that name? <laughs> I, I've heard that name. Um, you've seen her assets before, I'm sure. I have? Yeah, yes, everybody has. Okay. Um, um, although she is 40. I just looked her up. She is 40. Okay. She used to be married to Wiz Khalifa. Uh, very famous for all kinds of reasons. So you think about. <laughs> Chip porn star. See, you think about C.J. Stroud. He spent the weekend. He was in the Kardashian suite at the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And there's video of him leaving Travis Scott celebrity softball game in Houston last night. She left with C.J. Stroud. Uh-huh. Um, good for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I mean, why not? Take advantage. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, there are all kinds of things there. It's making all kinds of news. Um, you need video of her walking away outside of there with C.J. Stroud. Uh, I mean, I. Um, How about that? Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, that's good. Good, good for C.J. Good Stroud. Good for C.J. Hey, hey, look, that's great for the uh, off season because during season that'd take your legs. Um, and he's becoming the uh, a celebrity quarterback, which I know some people will have issue with. I don't. You're young. Go have fun. A 40-year-old could teach you some things. But when you look at, at C.J. Stroud and the year that he had, and an incredible year at that, hell, he won Rookie of the Year, and it wasn't even really a debate. Kid was phenomenal last year. CBS does a redraft of the first round of the draft from all of last year's first rounders. So clearly, in a redraft, C.J. Stroud is the number one pick, and he goes to Carolina. Right. In their, in their redrafting, they have the Texans taking Will Levis as pick number two. Puka goes number three to Arizona. Anthony Richardson, four to Indianapolis. Witherspoon goes five to Seattle. Rasheed Rice, six to the Detroit Lions. Jalen Carter at number seven ends up with the Raiders. And I can go on and on. Will Anderson, by the way, ends up number nine uh, to the Chicago Bears. You know who doesn't make the redraft? The number one pick in the draft. Bryce Young does not get picked 
by CBS in this draft. Nowhere. Not in the top ten. Not in the, not, not in the top at all. Zay Flowers going 21 to the Chargers. Um, Tank Dell, 12 to the Houston Texans. So they're um, basing that on what they did this year. Yeah, Dal- Dalton right? Kincaid, yeah. 26 to the Dallas Cowboys. That's who they wanted. Uh-huh. Um, the fact that they left Bryce Young off the list. And, by the way, Bijan Robinson. Uh, I don't see on this list now that I'm looking at it and thinking about it. Um, what kind of a slide is that on Bryce Young, the number one overall pick? It's an unfair slide is a, what it is. In a redraft. It's unfair to Bryce Young. And I'm not the biggest Bryce Young fan. I, You know, C.J. Stroud should have been number one. I said that before the draft. But Bryce Young, everybody was in love with this guy. And when the NFL – Types fall in love with a guy, they fall in love with him. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He was in a terrible, terrible place. That place, Carolina's a mess. Uh, just a mess. Had Bryce Young gone to Houston, we may be talking about him the same way we're talking about C.J. Stroud. You don't know. C.J. Stroud landed in a good place with a good coach, with an up-and-coming team, uh, and, and a great culture, and I think that benefited him. So, I think it's unfair to Bryce Young to label him a bust after one season. Uh, he's he's got to languish in Carolina for a few more years. Hopefully, they can do something there and and put a team around him. But I, for CBS to do that and completely leave him out is unfair. It, it, it really is. And look, Bijan also not in there. Gibbs was still late in the draft. And I mean. The reality is you don't know how good any of these drafts are really going to be until you're three or four years down the road. Now, it looks like the Texans have hit home run after home run after home run and give Nick Casario a ton of credit and his staff and D'Amico Ryans for what they were able to do this year, but also for next year. And and I was a little surprised at how quickly John McClain kind of rejected my theory of you know all these shows this week if you're watching the nfl network or espn what asc team is going to be able to give the chiefs problems and you don't see the houston texans mentioned and after what houston did this year i'm actually surprised that there's not more love for the houston texans going into next season and john mcclain yesterday on the blitz just shot that down because one all those other teams are so well established and the texans are going to have a first place schedule next year a much tougher schedule next year and all these teams are going to figure them out but i think cj stroud played so good this year i would be surprised to see him have that sophomore slump that I, I think he'll come back better. Yeah, uh, teams will game plan for him a little bit better and, and differently. But the way he played, I don't expect a sophomore slump from him. I think the Texans could be in the mix. Maybe not AFC championship level mix. But, I, I, I mean, could they be better than they were this year? Uh, this was a great year for Houston. You would like to say they will be. Well, it, it, here's the, the unknown for Houston, though. They signed so many guys to one-year contracts. How many of those guys are going to come back? What will their team look like next year? Will it be completely different? Do you bite the bullet? Do they have the room under the cap to, to, to sign a guy like Dalton Schultz, for example, and, and some of these other guys that they sign these one-year contracts? Because, look, Houston went all in 
with these one-year guys. And obviously, D'Amico Ryans has a plan for that. But what are they going to look like next year? That's what I want to see. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud, the, the poise that he showed and the leadership that he showed, yes, I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league. Uh, it's just going to be the team around him. Who's coming back and who's not? Who? Uh, any concern if he becomes one of those celebrity quarterback types that he's, you know, hanging out with the Kardashians, hanging out with an Amber Rose, um, you know, and I go back to the Bill Parcells' Ten Commandments of Quarterbacks and, you know, don't be a celebrity quarterback. And that was a big story when Tony Roma was dating Jessica Simpson. You, you, will that be an issue for C.J. Stroud there in Houston? Well, I hope C.J.'s hanging around uh, those two groups, by the way. I hope he's got a two-by-four he can tape to his butt because <laughs> he may need it in that respect. <laughs> You really just said that, huh? I did. Yes, I did. Uh, he may need it. The young man doesn't know what he might fall into. Uh, Rudolph says he'd rather see C.J. and Rose over Kelsey and Swift. Oh, um, come on. I, I mean. Are you serious? I, I, there's a, there is a big difference, I think, when you're a quarterback <laughs> and a position player like a, being a tight end. Um, uh, but at, at the same time, dude, you're, you're young. You had a great year. You've got those opportunities. Go learn something, man. Yeah. Go go learn something. Well, um, enjoy your success. And, and that, I'm not mad at him at all. It's the offseason. Go enjoy yourself. Have some fun. I mean, football players, it's a year-round job now. So this is vacation time. Have some fun before you have to get back uh, into the grind. The other uh, I, I, interesting NFL story to follow, Jimmy Garoppolo tested positive. He's going to be suspended for two games. <laughs> for what? PEDs. <laughs> okay. PEDs, Joe. When you say tested positive, he lives in Vegas and goes to the chicken ranch. So we, I don't, <laughs> so I, we don't know that he goes to the chicken ranch. Well, He's got a standing offer at the chicken ranch. Does he have we a free membership? But, but, well, that's the standing offer. We don't know that he's ever taken advantage of, of that freebie. But he, he got a PED pop. And apparently there's some language in his contract that could void his guarantees if he tests positive for performance-enhancing drugs, which he has. Now, he's claiming it was medication. He didn't know. And, you know, the same song that you hear from so many of these guys. So he's obviously going through the process to try to appeal this. But the Raiders could get out of that deal. Yeah, they could. And, and they probably want to in all intents and purposes. Not, not that he has Jimmy G, but he just never has stuck anywhere. I've heard rumors that uh, he could end up back with the Patriots. I mean, that is a possibility. Mac Jones could be traded away. Um, there's all kinds. This offseason is going to be fascinating, as most NFL offseasons are. Uh, but there could be a lot of movement and, and and a lot of questions to be answered. We talked a lot about the Cowboys, a lot of questions there. What are they going to add and how are they going to do it? The Houston Texans as well. Uh, and there's a lot of teams. Will the Jets, will Aaron Rodgers be okay? It's going to be a fascinating offseason. And that's, I, that's why I love the NFL, because the, the drama continues even though the season is over. Always, man. Always. Year-round is how it goes. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San 
San Antonio Sports Star out at the Roop Up 281 and Redland Road. The Rising Stars Challenge is tonight. Wemby is going to be front and center as he's been most of the day today as they're kicking off NBA All-Star Weekend there in Indianapolis. Uh, Jeremy Sohan playing tonight as well. We'll dive into more of that and some things that we have heard from Victor since he has been in Wemby. Plus, John Mashota from The Athletic will join us at 5.15. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jay Semenix on a Friday afternoon live at the Rue Pub, 281 and Redland Road. Joe and I sitting here watching people with nice cold beers in front of them. Well, they sure are, and great food and having a great time, and we just got to sit here and, and got, watch. And got an hour, and then we'll have a cold beer in front of us as You're we start. Kidding. A long weekend. Come happy hour with us here at the Rue. And, of course, you've got the Rising Stars Challenge tonight. And I believe the Celebrity Game. Uh, all the drama around NBA All-Star Weekend. And, look, uh, Micah Parsons took out Stephen A. Smith, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, although Stephen A. denying it. But, uh, uh, apparently, Micah crossed him over on the basketball court yesterday. Had to go to the hospital, get his ankle checked out. Apparently is going to be the celebrity coach dude in a uh, boot tonight. <laughs> well, you know, Father Time is undefeated, and Stephen A. will uh, will learn that. Sometimes your mind thinks you can still do things that your body just can't do. Well, if you saw Stephen A. in some of the practice video wearing a sweatsuit with a turtleneck, <laughs> you deserve to have your ankle broken. I agree. And the fact that it happened, uh, and this is what Stephen A. is unhappy about, that it was a Dallas Cowboy that did it. So that's yep, what he's denying, yep, yep. that he was taken out by a Dallas Cowboy. All-Star Weekend, uh, they're trying. Of all the major sports All-Star Weekends, the Pro Bowl is the um, All-Star Saturday night with some of the skill stuff. They're doing things to make it somewhat interesting. And then, of course, the game itself, you know, if I'm a home, it'll be on. Uh, is it appointment television? Like the slam dunk contest used to be appointment yeah, television. Yeah, it did. Is it that way for you guys now? 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. It will be uh, at least most of the skills because Wemby's participating in it. I do want to see what Wemby does this weekend because Wemby has been front and center. Jeremy, you know, I guess he's there. Um, and I did see a quote from him. He's on a private jet back to San Antonio tonight as soon as the Rising Stars Challenge game is over. Um, and, and that's impressive. Now, maybe because he knows he gets carted at all the parties, might as well come home if I can't go to all the fun spots. But uh, he wants to get home and rest. I appreciate that. No, it's good. Uh, Wemby's got to stick around. And I would... It would not surprise me at all if Wimby's there for the entire thing because they're going to want to flash to him uh, during the All-Star game on Sunday. And, um, you know, here's Wimby. Because at least for today, he has been the face of All-Star Weekend. 
He had an appearance with Adam Silver. They're doing some AI thing. Uh, all over practice video today, anything we've seen here at the Rupub on TV has been Victor Wimbanyama. So he's really been the face of the All-Star festivities thus far. And so you got to figure that he's not going anywhere even when he's done tomorrow. I would assume he's got a front row seat at the All-Star game. Larry Ramirez from KSAT 12 tweeted a photo at the baggage claim area at the Indianapolis airport. And the escalator going up deal is Wemby. And and I quote to it and said, not bad pub for a guy that's not even an all-star. Right? He's yeah. not an all-star. He's not on the all-star team. You know, he's, he's in the rising stars and he's there. And I look at his numbers, he should be an all-star this year. And he's getting the all-star treatment. But it is kind of weird that he is not part of the game. Now, he is experienced in everything and, and, and did talk a little bit about so far what he has gotten to experience during All-Star Weekend. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I mean, the, the schedule's been full, you know, but it's uh, also where I, what I'm here for. And it's a lot of fun experiences, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to play that game. I mean, two games, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, I mean, next year, hopefully, the big game. And that's the, that, that's the sad part, that he's not in the big game. And, you know, maybe he does get on a jet tomorrow night or early Sunday morning because, I, I mean, could you imagine? the I, 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 As you say that and said that a minute ago, and I'm thinking about it, how bad does the NBA look to have him sitting courtside? Um, unless they give him a microphone and make him a part of the broadcast team, he should be in the game or nowhere near the game. Uh, he'll be there, and I think he wants to be there. I think he's enjoying the, the time there, being around these guys. And when the uh, when the big names come in, although it is Friday and typically that is media day for the All-Stars, uh, so they're there. Um, and I think he'll want to be a part of it, and it would surprise me if he's not at the All-Star game. Look, the Spurs don't play again until Thursday, so Wimby will play tonight. He'll do the uh, skills challenge, which is probably yeah, it's not a strain on your body he'll rest the rest of the time so i think it's fine and i think he'd want to be there and he should be there if he wants to be so good for him and i hope to see him sitting front row sunday afternoon in the all-star game yeah it, 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 interesting one of the top nba celebrities not in the game courtside <laughs> What's well, tough, though, we, you know, we went through that when they were done, and it's hard to say who do you take out to put Wimby in for, and, and it was very difficult to try and find an answer for that. So I don't have a problem that he's not in the game. The guy's a rookie. Not There's only been one, um, and so I'm okay with it. He's got a lot of all-star games to go. He does, but, again, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 thought he, I thought his numbers, his play, are worthy this year although the team sucks and you know that's the other thing that he talked about is obviously this team has not met expectations this year expectations depends from who you know uh, from my, my, my coaches and my teammates the rise of expectation has been going on all, all season and it's you know it, it's no reason that it, that it changes um, and uh, so it's something I hope will continue as well, you know, with the with the years coming. Because I don't want to, you know, we, we want to be in the playoffs soon, and then we want to win, you know. So um, it's something anyone has to manage in their in their career. Well, and he, he certainly has to manage it. Look, this guy came in with more hype than 
probably anybody just because of social media and, and the stuff. Even LeBron James, who had a lot of hype, didn't have to deal with that so much. So, um, you know, Wimby's expectations are through the roof. He's meeting them. He's starting to play well. It's just unfortunate to me that, you know, his rookie year, to me, at least win-wise, development-wise may be a different story, is being wasted. Yeah, I, I mean, clearly I don't think any of us thought we would be sitting at 11 wins for the Spurs at the All-Star break. Worst and, team in the league. And when you look at the plan that us fans aren't aware of, I got to believe Wemby and the Spurs are on board with what they've done this year and what they plan on doing moving forward. And Wemby certainly has been listening to Pop and others when he talks about not skipping steps during the rebuild process. And, uh, yeah, about, you know, yeah, not skipping steps, you know, I've been told never to skip steps my, my whole life, but they didn't stop me from running up the stairs. And uh, it's, uh, but so yeah, of course it's, uh, it's uh, something uh, I want to be a part of, you know, in the future, you know, because uh, for now I'm just a student of, uh, of uh, this league, you know, I, I don't really know how everything works, but uh, of course it's something I want to be involved, highly involved in, in the future, yeah. That if you're a student of the game right now, I, what are you going to be two years from now? Goodness gracious, to put up the kind of numbers he's putting up it is incredible. And I, I just think, man, it's time to let this dude run. It's time to let, free him. Well, Let him play. And, 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 and just listening to a 20-year-old kid, and he's been groomed since, I don't know, for this moment. Right? I mean, yeah. he's known for a long time he's going to be an NBA player and one of the best players in the world. That's been the case for a long time. He's been groomed for that. To hear that kid say, and Edwin, play the beginning part of this again. I've been told my whole life not to skip steps, but that doesn't stop me from running up the stairs. And, uh, yeah, about, you know, yeah, not skipping steps. You know, I've been told never to skip steps my, my whole life, but didn't stop me from running up the stairs i mean think about just what that ultimately means and he's thinking about that um you know that that that's pretty powerful because just because you're not skipping steps doesn't mean you have to be walking at a slow pace you can be running upstairs while not skipping steps you can get every step on the way up but we're not doing the slow is what i take from that i don't know i mean i i get it and the kid says all the right thing he's mature for his age um, he's not going to throw Pop under the bus or anybody else. If that's the plan, I'm sure they're all on board with it. I just, I just feel like from a fan standpoint, with the expectations that we had, the expectations that were told to us from the head coach, it's disappointing to see what has happened. Uh, they've got half the wins that they had last year without Wimby. I know he's got to get used to the league. We all thought that. It was going to take some time for him to, to dive into the NBA, but I think he's there. And I just, to me, it's a, it's, it's a shame that this his rookie year, he's on a team that is the worst team in the league. Uh, and, and to me, that's, that's a shame. Cowboys play here. 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. 
He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Menix on this Friday afternoon, live out at the Rue Pub, 281 and Redland Road. You know, the Cowboys conversation never stops, and it's been an interesting week when it concerns the Cowboys and their defensive coordinator, John Mashota from The Athletic, joining us now, as he always does every Friday on the Buyers Barricades guest line. John, I guess we've got to go back a couple of days to the Mike Zimmer introductory press conference. Uh, I, I thought Zimmer did extremely well in that press conference. I think some people that might not have been excited about the hire maybe come around a little bit after listening to Zim speak. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. My, my thing is that, like, you know what he can do. He, he obviously has an outstanding resume, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I also understand anybody that's skeptical because, you know, they had a really good defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn. And while they were great in some areas, they also were stunningly bad in others. And so some of those areas that they were bad in, obviously the run defense, that's going to be the key. How does Mike Zimmer f- fix that? Now, he didn't have any details for us as of Wednesday because he hadn't even filled out his coaching staff yet. So that'll be the next thing in, in place there. But, you know, what he does at defensive tackle and linebacker and, and how they fix that run game, that'll that'll tell me everything I need to know. But in terms of who was available for that defensive coordinator job, I, I didn't see anybody out there that I thought would, would have been that much better than Mike Zimmer. In fact, I don't, I didn't see anybody out there that I, I would have picked over having Mike Zimmer. If you factor in all the situation that, that they have, uh, going on at the star with Mike McCarthy being in his final year and then coming off the season that they just had. John, I want to ask you, because I have not seen, and, and maybe you have, Zimmer's contract details. Did, did he sign a multi-year contract? And if so, is that going to be kind of awkward with the situation that Mike McCarthy's in? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know what those details are, and it is a lot. It's, it's, it's difficult to get some head coaches. Uh, the amount of years that they get. It's just not like it is with the players because the salary cap makes that stuff all out there for the public viewing. So we'll probably find out a little bit more uh, once we you know, talk to Jerry out at the Combine. But I don't know uh, how many years it is. I, I, I can't see it being a long-term deal just because of uh, where, where this coaching staff is. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess I don't. I guess you can't say never with anything because there's a part of me would say, well, why would you put him under, let's say, like a three or four year deal, and then you you part ways with your head coach, and then what are you going to force the next head coach to take on Mike Zimmer? Most organizations, you'd say, of course not, but I guess the Cowboys did do that with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. So I guess, hey, anything's possible here. So I don't yes. I don't know I don't know for certain, but I will say this: um, the Mike Zimmer thing makes sense for. If they were to part ways with Mike McCarthy during the season because things are going poorly, you at least have somebody that's an obvious person that you would bump the head coach midseason or during the season or whatever. Whereas if you go with an inexperienced you know, defensive coordinator who was getting this job for the first time, there really isn't that person on the staff. Now you have that person unquestionably. Well, you, you certainly do. John Mashota from The Athletic joining us here on The Blitz. And, and I, I'm with you. I mean, Jerry will force it upon you or it, it could – be something but one of the things that i i found interesting listening to mike zimmer about his want to be in dallas his desire other people called he didn't really say who i'd, I'd kind of want to know that too because I'm, I'm just nosy but uh and then you go with rex ryan and what he was saying super bowl sunday on espn looking at this roster and what they have this is a team 
that is this close to being on that Super Bowl stage. Hearing both of those guys say that about the roster, and I realize one just got the job, one was trying to get the job. How much of that do you think was lip service, and how much do you look at it and say, you know, there's a lot of truth to what these two guys are saying about the Cowboys' defense? Oh, no, there is a lot of truth to it. I, I don't think there's there's any question about that. I, I mean, I've, obviously anybody's going to be skeptical because of how long it's been since the Cowboys have had some sustained success in the playoffs, and they deserve to be questioned for all of that until they finally do. But to sit there and just all of a sudden go, oh, well, they fell short again, maybe they don't have the talent that we thought. They'd. No, they they have talent. That's a very talented uh, a group on defense. They just need to add some pieces. The one major area, obviously, being linebacker. When Leighton Van Der Esch went down, they were just too thin at linebacker. They should have addressed that now. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but they, they they should have been making moves before the trade deadline to add some help at linebacker. And and while that you had Marquise Bell step in and play a bigger role, and that's great, you still needed to add some type of a veteran linebacker to the middle of that defense that would maybe stack up a little bit better against the run than what they had. And then obviously they needed to get more out of Mozzie Smith. And so if you can do that, you can make this defense really good really quick. And then obviously early in the draft, I imagine that they'll probably, even if it isn't the first round, second or third, add some pieces there as well. And, and, and they should be pretty active in terms of trying to add, fill those pieces, whether it be free agency or via trade. So I don't think it's lip service. I think, I think anybody looking at, I don't think that there's a defensive coordinator out there that would have taken this job if it was offered to them. And that includes Mike Vrabel, um, whoever you want to mention out there. I, I think any one of them would have taken this defensive coordinator job with Mike McCarthy's contract situation with what's happened recently uh, with them falling short in the playoffs. I don't think there's a single DC that would have turned that job down. Interesting. And, and everybody's talking about Zimmer. We've heard from Troy Aikman. We've heard from some other former Cowboys that are thrilled with the hire. The one thing that everybody says though, John, is that Mike Zimmer is more of a hard nosed coach. I've heard a lot of people say that Dan Quinn might've been too buddy, buddy with the players. How do you think a hard-nosed, hold-you-accountable kind of coach is going to play with guys like Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs? Um, to be honest with you, if from covering the team or if you're a Cowboys fan, honestly, I don't even think you should care. Because, And this is why I say this. It's not like they're coming off of just going to the Super Bowl where you're like, whoa, 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 let's keep this all together. You don't want to shake this thing up. we got something great here. No, you, you, you embarrass yourself in the wild card round at home and got blown out by that Packers team and, and didn't even show a pulse. Maybe things do need to be shook up a little bit. Maybe maybe ruffling some feathers is a good thing. So even if I don't think that he, every coach has to adjust because, I mean, for example, the one I always go to is you go back, if you're watching college basketball in the 80s, you're always just like, there's no way what Bobby Knight did then is going to work today. So obviously you can't just be the same exact way that maybe he was earlier in his career. I'm talking about Mike Zimmer. But you still need some of that because you got to stay true to who you were as a coach. And frankly, I think this team needs some of that. It's, they need something to spark it because there needs to be some kind of change. You cannot have that result in the playoffs and go, no, 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 we're, we're, we're on the cusp. Let's just try and run everything back exactly. I, I think it's a good thing to shake it up a little bit. John Mishota from The Athletic joining us here on the Blitz, 94-1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Yesterday we were talking with former Cowboys head coach Dave Campo, who knows Mike Zimmer obviously extremely well. 
talked about his uh, relationship with Dan Quinn. The one thing that he said over and over again, in fact, if it were a drinking game and we took a shot every time he said accountable or holding players accountable or accountability, if he would have used the accountable word, we would all need to Uber home. <laughs> is How big of an issue was that? during Dan Quinn's time as the defensive coordinator for the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, it's hard to quantify it, but there, I mean, I would say there has to be some. I mean, for, for them to fall apart the way that they have, in the, you know, having good seasons during the regular season each of the last three years and falling apart the way they have in the postseason, there has to be some of that. And, and they even hear Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb talk about it on Micah's podcast last week. About so they know it too. Talking about you know needing more leadership and accountability and things like that. So oh, I, I think that there's definitely something to that. So again, that could be a really good thing because um, I just uh, believe me. If we were talking about the 49ers or the Chiefs right now, I would be saying, hey, you want to be careful about that because you don't want to you don't want to shake up something that's that's going really well here. Like you got a great. Nah, you're good. Shake it up. <laughs> All right, John, you, you brought up Micah Parsons. We both talked about him, and he's kind of the topic of conversation. I'm a little bit worried about Micah because on his podcast, when he finally got back on there, he seemed to throw everybody but himself under the bus for that loss in Green Bay. He had the airport incident yesterday. Uh, are you concerned about this guy, or am I just uh, making stuff up? Well, I don't think you're making stuff up. Um, you know, it is one of those things where, it might not be as big of a deal if he plays, you know, for a different team. But, yeah, man, when you're the face of the Dallas Cowboys, and at least their defense, if not the entire team, you're under the microscope all the time. And I don't know how great of a fit that's going to be for him. Uh, there could be some rude awakenings with stuff going forward if he, you know, if he continues to have, you know, issues and the team doesn't win and things like that. Um, because here's the thing, like, you have to judge him differently than other players because of, his importance to the team, one, how young he is, and then also just because of the, the, the size of the check that you're, you're about to give to this player. So um, I, don't think, I don't think that you're out of, you're out of bounds by, by bringing that up. I think all of that stuff is kind of one of those things where you're just like, yeah, you kind of, you kind of wish you didn't see some of that stuff and you, and you wish it was more of a maybe, let's say, quiet offseason, not that he's doing anything that's getting him in any trouble, but, um, but I just don't think that's his personality. So, hey. This might be the perf perfect time in his career for Mike Zimmer to be stepping in. Yeah, get some good hard coaching. And him and and Diggs as well. I, I think about a clip, and I'm sure you've seen it. It's been floating around now for two days of Zimmer doing a podcast with Marvin Lewis and talking about technique with Diggs and how much better he could be if he played with a more disciplined technique. Knowing Zimmer made his bones as a defensive backs coach, do you think Diggs will be receptive to some uh, coaching up from Mike Zimmer? Because I imagine that's project number one for Mike. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he he is getting paid pretty well, um, you know, and he is one of the he is one of the faces of the defense outside of Micah. Um, I think the the key will just be to see what he can do coming back from the knee injury and then building on that. Um, but no, I. I don't think anybody, including Trayvon Diggs, would have, would have said, you know, even when he's getting double-digit interceptions in the seasons that, you know, he's a finished product. There's definitely, you know, areas he can improve. And, and I think that a player of his talent level and ability 
if if you just use Deion Sanders as an example of this is how, these are some of the things I did with Deion. I understand that like you've done it this way and stuff, but if if you just try these things, this could take your game to the next level. I, I can't believe that you wouldn't listen to that. So that again, I think that Zimmer coming into Trayvon Diggs's life, this could be a good time for it as well. John, educate me if you would a little bit. When when can we expect some of these contracts? C.D. Lamb, uh, an extension for Dak Prescott, if that's in the offing. When will some of those things start to happen? Oh, they could they could start happening in, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, now they won't maybe not finalize, but the talks ongoing because that's one of the things about the combine, which is coming up in a little over a week in Indianapolis. Is yeah, it's all about the draft and the prospects being there, but that's also the time for the Cowboys and all the other teams to meet with players, agents, and things like that. And so uh, there could be some things that get ironed out there, and it will be very, it'll be very interesting. I, I, CD is the next one in line, and the DAC contract will be fascinating because they technically don't have to do anything with it, but if they are to be going all in, like Jerry said, you would think that they would work on an extension with him because they will need the contract that, or that salary cap space for this season uh, to be more than what they have right now. And so if you sign back to an extension, you can push, push some of that down the road and have more space for this season. So we'll know it, pretty early on in free agency if they really are serious about being all in because I don't see how you can be all in in terms of, you know, it's pretty obvious who's been all in the last four years. It's really obvious, actually, because all four of those teams, have been the ones that have gone to the Super Bowl and out of the NFC. And it hasn't even been an argument. You knew each of the last four seasons, last, this past season was the Niners, the year before was the Eagles, the year before that was the Rams, the year before that was the Bucks. All four got to the Super Bowl. So we'll know. And so I think that that will be a telling sign is what they do with, with Dak's contract because I don't see how you can make any all-in moves if, if, if you just leave him playing in the final year of that deal. True. John Machota from The Athletic here. And you look at the long list of Cowboys free agents, the unrestricted types, how do you prioritize, you know, whether you bring back a Tyron Smith, what do you do with Tyler Biotis? You look at some of the guys on the defensive side of the ball. How? Who are your top four or five on the priority list that the Cowboys have to bring back? I mean, a lot of it depends on what they're looking for. And so when you factor in what that player's probably looking for and what the Cowboys need, I don't see how you look at those 16 un. un uh, restricted free agents and not put Tyron Smith at the top. Uh, for what he brings, I understand that you know you're not going to get 17 games out of him, but I still thought when he was healthy and he was out there, he was playing at a pretty good level, and I don't see him being the type of guy that's going to you're going to have to break the bank to bring back. So he would be very high on that, or he would be number one, no question. Um, Biotish could definitely be in that conversation too if he is willing to take a team-friendly deal. If he wants to be you know, one of the higher-paid centers, you're moving on. Um, Stephon Gilmore is a guy that I think if, if if the price is right, and judging by what he was saying during uh, you know Super Bowl week when he was out there with Brandon Cooks, it sounds like he really wants to come back. Him and Cooks are close. Um, if you're able to get that done, then all of a sudden then you can move Bland back to the inside, and then you, now you got Diggs and Gilmore both on the outside. I mean, that's a, that's a really good corner trio, so that would be really intriguing to me. And after that, it's really not. There's really no make or break guys, as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think that yeah, if they're willing to take some type of team friendly deal, great. If not, um, you know, move. I mean, because like Dorrance Armstrong is a great example. Would would I like to have Dorrance Armstrong back with a team? Yeah, absolutely. But I could see a team like Washington with Dan Quinn offering him a, a pretty good chunk of change to come over to Washington 
And if you're the Cowboys, are you really paying that when you got to still pay Micah? You know, you, you, Demarcus Lawrence makes a decent percentage of the cap. Uh, you know, you want to see more from Sam Williams. I, I, you know, that's and so with, when you get a guy like Dorrance Armstrong or Dante Fowler, you know, I just see both of them being the types that probably get a little bit more from from Washington, and that being a better fit for them. So there's not a, really a lot of guys that you absolutely have to have, or, or this thing falls apart. Very true. I tell a lot of people all the time, sometimes the off-season is a lot more fun because we're all a better general <laughs> exactly. manager than the guy with the title. Make sure you're subscribing to The Athletic and following John Mashoda on Twitter, at John Mashoda, J-O-N Mashoda, or X, whatever we're calling it these days. John, enjoy the long weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. I'm sure there will be more Cowboys news. Absolutely, guys. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. The great John Mashoda on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com. Before we go to break, got to update something that we were talking about earlier with C.J. Stroud and uh, Amber Rose. (laughs) Amber Rose saw the story from Barstool and all the video and everything linking the 40-year-old Amber Rose to the 22-year-old C.J. Stroud. She puts on her story, we literally don't know each other and only met yesterday at the softball game. The sprinter van left me, and he was nice enough to give me a ride to my hotel. Thanks again at CJ7 Stroud. Yeah. Uh-huh. So put the rumors to bed. Sure. Let's do that until he gives her a ride next week. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. She quickly said, no, there's nothing to see here. Well, I'd like to know, you know. Would what, you? What, what they, yeah, I'd like to know. What? What that conversation was like in the car ride home. Hey, CJ. Remember when you were 22 and you were in a car with a 40-year-old woman? Yeah, absolutely. What was that conversation like? Well, it was probably hard to steer. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about something coming up. Yeah. We're, <laughs> it is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Menix. Glad to have you along here on a Friday afternoon. We're live out at the Rue Pub, 281 and Redland Road. Edwin, I, I thought you were telling me something in my ear. I couldn't hear it. Uh, did we forget to give away some tickets to anything today? There's no tickets uh, available today. Oh, okay. So we didn't forget anything. All right. All right. I'm looking at emails and, or the thing, and I thought I, I missed something. So apparently we have no tickets to give away. So good. I didn't, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> well, it's good for us, but not good for us. Well, I was about to give away whatever we forgot. All, yeah. all in one swoop. Everybody was dialing in. Yeah. Well, you can still dial in and sure say you can. hi if, if you want. Um, watching here on ESPN, I just saw it scroll by again, and I, I can't believe we hadn't made fun of this at any point throughout the day. Today, the Pac-12 commissioner <laughs> officially is out. Apparently, Pac-12 still has a board of directors, and they have mutually agreed to part ways with their commissioner. They have two teams in the Pac-12. Uh-huh. How do they still have a commissioner and a board of directors? Yeah, well, what, what, the Pac-12 board of directors today? 
They decided to mutually buy. I mean, that's one of the dumbest things <laughs> that I've heard. Breaking news, the Pac-12 is, 12 is dead. They have a board of directors, but they no longer have a high-priced commissioner. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's going to save that conference for sure. Well. I'm being sarcastic. I, I mean, I do feel bad for all the people that worked at the Pac-12 office that are now looking for other jobs. You know, I don't know if the WAC is hiring, uh, <laughs> what, what they're going to do. I just thought of all the things to get announced today, that's not one of them. That, that's, well, it's a Friday news that, dump, That's right? not even a Friday news dump. That could be a Tuesday who gives a damn. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, the only thing, the only people that care is the guy that's no longer going to get his, uh, his paycheck. Does he get, like, Cobra insurance on his way out for a while until he finds a new gig? I'm sure he was making a pretty good living, so yeah. I, don't, I don't feel too bad for him. You know, those commissioners' salaries are pretty good, so he's all right. Yeah. But... Yeah, you're right about the other people. Like, you know, what about his assistant and and the the guy that that you know logs the the hours or you know the the little guy. Well, think about the people at the Pac-12 Network, our broadcasting friends that that are looking for new gigs. Well, they'll just go to the whack. Yeah, or somewhere. Sure. Who no, knows no. what they'll do? They'll end up somewhere. You know, it's interesting on uh, one of the TVs here. They keep showing. Uh, uh, is that Tiger getting into his car, getting ready to leave? Um, a, a red. <laughs> he lays something down. I hope <laughs> a little plastic. Tiger Woods has withdrawn from the uh, tournament that he's hosting. Bad In and Out Burger. We, we don't know that it was the In and Out Burger. That it has to be. We don't know that it was the In and Out Burger. Has to be the In and Out Burger. I mean, it is appropriately named. But and he's driving away. <laughs> See, this is what's funny. It, it, one, I mean, you go back a few years in the car wreck. He is driving, and his vehicle is red. His new clothing line is called Sunday Red, yet the dude didn't make it past Friday. Um, <laughs> Not and, a good start. Huh? Well, and, and, Thank and, you, in and out And he was wearing black or, or a very dark blue today. But, but again. That's a good thing. Um, but we don't know. It was the, <laughs> we, we knew he, he said he was ill. He was uh, uh, dipping in and out of some porta potties. Yes, he was. But you're going to blame In and Out because there's video of him yesterday eating In and Out. But you don't know what he had for dinner last night. Maybe he had some runny eggs for breakfast this morning. Yeah, I see he had runny something. <laughs> poor, poor guy. You're so bean. The the it has to be In and In and Out. Why does it have to be In and Out? You know how many times I've had In and Out and it's not done a thing to my belly. Well, you know, Tiger Woods is actually in shape. Well, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it has everything. What? You and me, we can, we're can. iron stomachs, right? We can eat anything. Yeah, there are certain things I can't eat. No, right? There's certain things you don't want to eat. Well, there's that too. But but again, though, you can't blame In-N-Out because you don't know. I'm going to blame them. I can blame them, and I will. I, I mean, he did have an In-N-Out yesterday. We know that. In-N-Out is a fine burger. And he had at least two In-N-Outs today on the course. Well, you, you don't know that either. Maybe he went in there and threw up. Maybe he went in there and peed. Maybe he's got a small bladder like you. He looked very uncomfortable. He's getting up there. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, could have jumped in there and, 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 and taken a leak. I mean, you know, I've played golf with you. You spend a lot of time in a porta potty or behind a tree. Well, the tree. and it, So that's what I say. If he's going in there, 
He's not going in there to pee. Well, and the story I read no. said he looked very uncomfortable. Well, uh, I mean, if you have to poop in a porta potty on a golf course, you're going to look uncomfortable coming out. I don't I mean, think Tiger's got to poop in a porta potty. I, I mean, you would think they'd bring a royal flush out to him if he was really having to. Nobody is sitting in a porta potty on a golf course. Nobody. Poor Tiger. Uh, I bet he never eats in and out Burger again. I mean, I bet he does. I bet he, why would you? It's like me with Vienna sausages. I had them in high school, threw up. I've never had one since. Well, this went very personal in a hurry. It did. Vienna sausage? Yes. I I mean, my God, what were you thinking where you had to eat Vienna sausage to begin with? All right, well, let me. Were you on a camping trip? No. Was that the only thing available? Was it when when you were in the Boy Scouts and you were out doing the. The, 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 the derby thing, and, and they they wanted you to eat Vienna sausage out of a can? See, Who I'm, the hell does that? I'm old enough that back when I was in high school and you go out and party and you wanted something to eat, there wasn't a lot of uh, places open 24 hours. So we go to the Maverick Market, you get crackers and Vienna sausages. And so puked. Hold on, hold on. So you were drunk. Got crackers and Vienna sausage, uh-huh. and you're going to blame the Vienna sausage, not that you had too much to drink. Well, it doesn't matter what I'm blaming, I'm, but the fact that the uh, Vienna sausage went in and then came back out. <laughs> and you probably didn't chew it well. Well, I don't know. Which, which made it look like you had a whole bunch of fingers laying on the ground, and that's why you're afraid to eat it now. Dude, I, I've, never I, I mean, had, I've never had one since. I think I was 17 at the time, and... Uh, I've never had another Vienna sausage well, the rest of my, and nor will I, I, I have I, another one. And, and I don't, I don't blame you for that, but I'm saying that Vienna sausage and cheap beer probably aren't a good mix. It probably was a mix. I, I knew, uh, I'm yeah. sure it wasn't just beer. All right, so you were drinking Mad Dog 2020. Could have been some of that. Could Orange. have been some beer. Could have been uh, all kinds of stuff. Well, I'm no you. It was probably Strawberry Hill back in those days. Yeah. That was probably L- more of a Jack Daniels guy back then. Oh, well, but Jack yeah. Daniels guy yeah. in Vienna sausage sounds like makes me think about throwing up just <laughs> thinking about that combination. Uh, this poor dude here is eating dinner at the Roo Pub here in this conversation. Hey, he's probably about to lose his lunch too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was a bad thing. So I understand Tiger's dilemma, and I I would bet if you ask Tiger tomorrow. If he wants an In-N-Out burger, he's going to say, hell no. Well, you don't know he'll say hell no. I just no. think he would. Yeah, I, I he mean, would say hell no. I mean, they don't have Whataburger where he's at. What, was they, what were they going to show up with, Rally's Burgers? Uh, they got something. I'd rather have a Carl's Jr. You ever had Carl's Jr.? Yeah. It's not bad. They used to have really good commercials. Yeah. Well, they uh, their commercials are better than their burgers. Well, the burgers, I mean, are not top notch. No, no, I would rather have an In-N-Out burger nah, than, a, than a Carl's Jr. Nope, nope, nope. I'd much rather have a Carl's Jr. Well, what about Hardee's? You know, I have. I don't know if I've had a Hardee's, and if I had, it's been a long time. You realize Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are the exact same thing. Well, then I've had one, okay. I, but yeah, it just I, I, said the sign said Carl's Jr., not Hardee's. Yeah, but they're they're literally the same. Are they? Yeah. Never had a White Castle either. Have you, you ever had Never that? had White Castle? Never have. Ooh, White well, Castle are, are great. Now, do they have them here? Uh, they used to. I don't know if they're still there. I remember when I lived in New York, White Castle was great because my Navy base, I was stationed in Earl, New Jersey, Naval Weapons Station Earl. And we would take a bus to the train station in uh, Middletown, New Jersey, and then take the train to New York and then a subway home. 
you can get a 12-pack of White Castle burgers. They're that, sliders, they're, they're, basically. They're sliders, right? yeah. and, and you eat them on the train. So when you got to the city, you had eaten, and you were ready to go party because when you're 19, those were your priorities. And so, yeah, I've had lots of White Castle. I've never had a White Castle, and, and I, I know they had one here, but I, I, I never went. Um, now, I will say this. In the frozen section at HEB, uh-huh. they have White Castle burgers that you could heat up. Will you get those? Those are crap. Don't do that. Okay, I won't. Don't do not do that. I won't. That's not, yeah. That's not, you know what I was sad about? I will be honest with you. Yesterday, I wanted a kolache uh-huh. from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. They're closed. My Dunkin' Donuts is on the way to work. I was stopping there to get kolaches. Closed. Uh, forever? Well, apparently, yeah. A Dunkin' Donuts went out of a business? A Dunkin' Donuts. And I was sad as hell. Yeah, you know, you're all ready for a nice kolache, and then you drive up. I'm sitting at the drive-thru, and I'm going, well, hell, first of all, it's weird. Nobody's here. Then I sit there, and there's nobody comes on. Is it going to take your order? And so, so I drive, I guess, I go, damn, they must be they must be closed. How long did you sit there before you realized nobody worked there? <laughs> well, sometimes it takes a while. <laughs> so I drive around. Look, It's dark. No lights on, no nothing. It's really, really sad. Apparently, uh, oh, oh yeah, Robert Spencer said he ate 15 White Castle burgers after drinking all day on Bourbon Street. Did they stay down, Robert? Um, you know, we did that one night on Bourbon Street, and my wife had a rough night after the White Castles. The only time I've ever seen my wife get sick drinking. Wow. Well, well there's a White Castle right there on the corner of a, a Bourbon right right by the hotel, and you know, we whooped a couple of those down, and they didn't stay with uh, Joanna. It was a rough night. Now the white there's a White Castle in St. Louis, close to where my in-laws live. Yeah. So I'll, next time I'm there, I'll have to swing in and give it a try. You could do. There's some good fast food burger places, but the In-N-Out slander has to stop. No, and, it doesn't. Well, and you can like In-N-Out burger and like Whataburger. They're, they're, to me, they're two different burgers. I don't, I don't have a, a problem with that. I'm I not. Mean, do you, do you, are you going to hammer Burger King? I'm not. No, but burgers, yeah. Have you been to P. Terry's? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and I, it's an burger, but the fries are awful. I'm not a fan of the fries at, at uh-huh. P. Terry's. Well, it's the same with Freddy's, right? I don't like the little shoestring fries. See, I don't mind those, but i got to be in the mood for them. But I do like Freddy's because you get that, that, that steak burger and you can get like a chili dog at the same time. Yeah. And that, that that's not bad. Yeah, Freddy's, I guess, is okay. I just don't like the fries. That's why the Nathan's in, in Vegas. The fries were spectacular. Well, they were. I mean, and they took Good out a, to break they, they took out a tooth from Tim Spence. I mean, he'll never go there again. He's and he, you know, and of course, Schwampy loses a tooth on my French fry. So somehow it was my fault when he just reaches over and grabs some. It's karma. Yeah, it is karma. It's exactly what it is. Now, if you want a really good burger, and I see a couple out here at the Rupa. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but it's not a drive-through burger here. This is a two-hand burger. It's going to take you a while to eat. A couple of good napkins what you want in a burger well and it's good because you can come here late at night yeah the kitchen's open all you know oh you've been out drinking and you need some grease yeah absolutely right here absolutely you want to do that and then go down and play some poker at the big blind absolutely yeah we are 10 seconds away from a cold beer 10 seconds here at the rue pub 281 and redland road the rising stars challenge starts in a couple hours here on 94.1 san antonio sports star ladies and gentlemen the weekend.